I'm Karen Gillen, and you are listening to Traveling the Vortex. Woo! Join the doctor as he travels the vortex and land at episode number 220, where we return from Planet Comic Con. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? Exhausted. Yeah, me too. It's still even uh, two days. Oh, we can't even compare to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, Sean and I cannot even compare to what you're experiencing right now. But Yeah. We've already been two bait. Well, one full day back. One full day. And I'm still tired. Two full days and for you. Two full days for me, yeah, because I wasn't there Sunday. So It was a long, fun, but exhausting weekend. It's that good exhausting. It's a good exhausting. We should explain why you are uh, in bed. I'm, addi- I'm additionally tired because this week I started the overnight shift. So we are actually recording this 10 a.m. Tuesday morning. I think this is the earliest we've ever recorded this is the a podcast. First- <laughs> With the exception 12 of maybe, hours earlier than we've ever <laughs> recorded a podcast. With the exception of maybe breakfast updates we did at Gallifrey. Well, yeah. Those yeah. are side trips. Yeah, side trips. So, yeah, so. Okay. Yeah, so I – The heavy, heavy early show. was at a con all day Sunday. Sunday. From – I got at the con probably 5 till 9. No, 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 I'm sorry. It opened at 10, right? Oh, so Sunday, yeah. 5 till 10. That means I got up at like 8.30 to get there by then, and then was up, aside from a short nap, maybe an hour, hour to 45 minutes, until about 8.30 the next day, and <laughs> went to bed and barely it. slept. <laughs> I got to the point where I was so exhausted I didn't sleep. Because then you did another overnight yeah, last night and came here yeah, almost directly. You almost, went home first. Yeah. Pretty close. We'll poke him with a stick occasionally, make sure he's still up. I'll try not to snore. And if he starts speaking gibberish, it's because his, his mind is mush at this point. Yeah. You guys have a good con? I did. You know, despite, I mean, we're, it's, it's exhaustion, but it's the good exhaustion, you know. Does anybody kind of wish the cons were like a couple extra days just so it that you could wear all the cool t-shirts? You know, I've got this closet full of awesome t-shirts. I was like, I didn't get to wear that one this time. I didn't get to wear that one this time. I was like, man, I kind of wish I could could have worn that one. No, <laughs> just me. It's <laughs> just you. I, three days. You know, <laughs> truthfully, three days oh, for a con. Not so much for the t-shirt reason. It just felt like I was, I could have done so much more at the con, yeah. and I wanted to do more and didn't get to. Well, you guys, vol- you guys anything. volunteer a lot, so you have to do all your conventioning in between volunteering. Yeah. I only volunteered for one thing <laughs> this year. So, um, but for me, three days is even too much for me. I'm 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 a good if I can get a good full two days in then I'm I'm golden. It depends on what's time. going on at the con, really. And then this year I only got one day because I couldn't go back on Sunday. So it's it's a mixed bag. So I, 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 there's a part of me that agrees with you because usually by galley is kind of the same way. I, I get to to Sunday morning and it's kind of like uh, another day of the con. I'm so done with this, and you get in there and you just kind of lax the days ago and you're wandering around aimlessly looking for something to kind of kick in but then two hours before it's over i'm frantically going <laughs> oh my god i didn't get to see any of this yet <laughs> same thing yeah we we didn't stay till it even closed on sunday i think we left probably about an hour before it closed and we were there till well after an hour after close but we were also pecking up the booth yeah thanks for the help guys 
Sorry, I, I would have. I, I need to go back. home and try to take a nap. <laughs> I could have packed it up Saturday, but then we wouldn't have had table on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't help. Uh, Cody and Sam decided they were exhausted and they were going to leave early. They were supposed to go with us uh, for all the birthday festivities. Well, yeah, you, Sunday you were night. also sticking around for the birthday stuff. So yeah. you needed to stay in Kansas City, anyways. And so they left early, and then we got back, and we realized as we were packing all this, like, why did we wind up with all this stuff? Oh, yeah, we had two extra sets of hands carrying in. <laughs> so that haul back to the car sucked a little bit, but it was all right. Well, we're going to get back to ta- talking about the uh, convention here pretty soon, but uh, let's get some stuff out of the way real quick. We did not get any feedback this week. We're going to talk about what we did this week when we're talking about the convention. So I think the only other thing on our uh, plate that we do want to get in is a – Doctor Who Legacy. Tip of the week. And this comes from Eric. Uh, the Heal Enhance S-Perk. is nice to have, especially if you are trying to, your hand at expert levels. Most guides you will find say that you should have it set automatically to heal 5% of max HP every turn. But sometimes you can do better. If you, can, if you find that position... That poison is a bigger problem than your debuff protection perks can handle. Give one of your slots to, to a rank 5 companion with a poison cure ability and set heal enhance to 10% heal when abilities are used. The cooldown period for rank 5 poison cure is one turn. You do the math. Ooh. It's, yeah, it's really That's handy because every, every, and for every person that you use your abil- an ability on, you get that little extra bonus of of health. So if you have waited, you know, and everybody's, you know, flashing ready for abilities to be used and you just tap through them and start using ability. Sometimes I'll even use that heal enhance whenever I'm like, like on a a character that I'm playing with it. I wouldn't maybe even necessarily use the perk or use the ability. I'll go ahead and tap them because I'll get that little bit of extra boost of health too. So Mm. that's a good idea. Pretty helpful. Well, thank you, Eric. And that's your doctor who legacy tip. Of the week. It's kind of weird doing that only a few minutes into the show. <laughs> <laughs> We're trucking and, through on this. And in case you're wondering, there we didn't see any news either. So Right. Uh, yeah. There may have been some news, but we were so busy with the convention, we missed it. So, so we'll cover it next week. Or write us emails and let us know if we missed something yeah. that you think we should discuss. There was why no on earth, our opinion on. Why on earth didn't you talk about this? <laughs> this was the biggest news ever, and you missed it. There was no there news was a, this week. There's another Nothing happened. top ten list from Radio Times of since the show came back, but it was kind of what you expect. Well, we are doing a since the show came back special next, next week, so, so we we'll, may talk about it then. Yeah. I say we may. In fact, every time I say we're going to talk about something later, it's going to include a may because there's a lot of times that we say we're going to talk about something <laughs> and we never revisit we, it again. We don't write it down. Your <laughs> listeners are going, they never came back to what they said they were going to talk about. And that's why, listeners, you need to keep us accountable. <laughs> Sometimes poke us with a stick and say, oh, hey, yeah. you never talked about this. We're going to get hundreds of feedback. <laughs> well, you didn't talk about this. But people go all the way back to episode five. <laughs> You didn't. You didn't finish talking about this. I, I prefer to leave them hanging with the idea that yes, we're still planning to talk about it. <laughs> that'll just, be. We'll get there. You that'll just have to an, keep listening. That'll be an anniversary clip show one day. <laughs> we'll go back and talk about everything we everything left. Everything we hanging. left out. Every dangling blood thread. <laughs> it's the duck pond for us. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it that was on Twitter? Was it Dan? That was. Uh, or you weren't. You weren't up. I, wasn't I was the only person that joined in for, for Friday night who for the 11th hour because I was frantically Actually, trying to think. I was of, up, but I wasn't 
online. I just couldn't fall asleep. I was frantically trying to think of things to talk to Caitlin about. So I thought, I'm going to watch this stupid episode. So <laughs> I'm ready to go. That was a stupid episode. It's one of my favorites. But so I was there and uh, we we're talking about the duck pond. And I think it was Dan. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dan. I think it was Dan who said, um, you know, there's just here comes the duck pond and the thousands of rabid fans going off about what the meaning of this is. And he says, you know, I was like, yeah, one day they'll explain it. He says, no, it doesn't mean anything. It was just the setup for the duck pond joke when he crashes through the window with the ambulance or with the, the, the ladder. Right. I had never thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until it was explained to me that I went. Oh, there is that joke. If there, the thread isn't was it? not left open. That was the whole that purpose. Was the whole purpose of it. <laughs> Nobody caught it. But well, obviously Dan caught it. So if that's the punchline to that joke, that's not a very good punchline. No, to that no, 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 no. It's so simple that it's it's good. It's like that's, a Terry Pratchett. Like <laughs> okay, so it's like I'm going to hit oh. you over the head with the setup. I'm going to hit you over the head with the setup. I'm going to hit you over the head with the setup. Yeah, there it is. That's why I decided not to. Do Friday Night Who because I wanted I, I had to work until 11. And so I was going to come home and pack and get everything ready for con. So I started packing at about 1130, gathering everything up, putting everything together. And <laughs> I got finished probably around 1-ish, 1 with everything. Sit down on the computer and started doing some just surfing the web, doing just the computer stuff that I do to wind down before I go to bed. And I was sitting there and I thought, I'm not very tired at all. And I had already done my Caitlin Blackwood re- preparation for the panel, and I had note card note cards full of stuff. Yeah, thanks for the warning. And so I told you last week that I had questions already. You told me last week that I was going to ramrod it because you weren't doing anything. <laughs> and you're welcome that I did. And uh, so I, I, I was sitting there, and I, I'm not really tired. I haven't seen 11th hour in a while. So <laughs> at 2 o'clock in the morning, I fired up 11th hour. You should have tweeted along to it. I should have. It's, it's, only, Friday night who. it's only 45 Friday minutes. Friday Night Who West Coast edition. <laughs> so at 3 o'clock, I'm going to bed going, oh, I'm going to be hurting tomorrow morning. <laughs> so I watched 11th hour two hours later than everybody else did. I didn't watch it. Should we talk about um, the convention we did this weekend? Uh, It was Dan. I had to look it up. I was trying to pull it up. I couldn't. Kansas City Comic Con um, had its Kansas City Planet Comic Con. It's the whole full name. I think is Kansas. Well, it used to be though. I don't. I don't think it's Kansas City. I think it's just Planet Comic Con now. So Planet Comic Con was in Kansas City. In Kansas City, and uh, the three of us attended. And do you know what what year is this? Do you know? For the um, no, you don't. I don't. I, this is my seventh straight and fourth straight volunteering, but I don't. Um, I don't know how many has been going on before that. Fourth I got to thinking about it, and I thought I had. Volunteering. I thought this was my eighth year, but this is my seventh year because the first year that I went, you were there, but I don't think we ended up hooking up because you came while we were still in line, and then you had tickets from someplace, and so you gave me tickets, and I got Caitlin and I in, and then. Yeah, I don't remember. But we didn't end up hooking up. That was before Keith was even around. I don't know. Not around. You're around. But yeah, I was before. off doing other stuff. Yeah, so it was before you were important. Yeah, but anyway, so I think seven, this was my fifth, probably. Yeah, yeah. So seven years for Sean and I, and five. Pretty much as long Keith. as Sarah and I've been together, we've been going. Yeah, it was a, right. like we were like you guys a month first year together, right? Yeah, we were like a month in, all the way back in the Jeremy Bullock days. Yeah. <laughs> Because it was two at Bartle, or two at uh, the old place, and now 
what three at Bartle three Hall. Three at Bartle Hall. Did Sarah come the year that you guys went? We went and Jeremy Bullock was there. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember that. I remember her being there the year that um, Billy D was there because yeah, her and Caitlin went and got their faces painted. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know how much we were we walked around with you there though. I think we kind of went off on our own most of the time because you know. So. A month in. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I take that back. This is only our third year volunteering. You're right. Because we, we've, we, only, we, volu- we've only, only volunteered at Bartle Hall. We didn't do it this year. Yeah, we've only volunteered year, years that we've had panels. We've only had three panels. Yeah. So. yeah. You're right. Oh, it was only the second year I went that we discovered other Whovians. Yeah. yeah. And then That's the right. Kansas City Well, then, that was the first year they had a uh, TARDIS there. Yeah, because the, the very, year. very first year, all that we could find Doctor Who-wise was that little... Thingy cube. I got. The email cube. Oh, no, the email cubes were there that year, though, weren't they? No, not that I remember. Oh. Uh, but that little, I can't remember what it's called, but it's little round circles that you put together to make shapes, and it's a TARDIS. Oh, the pixel art. The, yeah, the, yeah, the, the kind the, of pixel. Beads, uh, yeah, yeah, beads yeah, those things. melt together, and, yeah. and it makes Oh, those art. things. Yeah. Okay. And then the year after that, we saw cosplayers, That's and right. it started actually seeing some representation. Well, and, and, and now, you go through any... It wasn't, table and you see Doctor Who stuff. It wasn't until I was in line for Jeremy Bullock that I even remembered that he was oh, yeah. Doctor Who connected. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah. Anyway, so it's quite the change to this year. Yeah. Yeah. There was there's a lot of Who. A whole lot. In fact, there was a whole the Doctor Who shop had their own booth. Yeah. This yeah. year, which I don't think they'd come before, right? This is their first year at the con. I think so. DoctorWhoShop.com. I think you're right. It was the first time I'd ever seen it. So. If they were in the past, they're in the past. I missed them last time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Whovians of Wichita had a booth this year. The In conjunction with Time Eddie. Yeah. Promoting that convention. They're also doing a big, um, I don't remember the name oh, of the specific the, uh, cosplay group. Cos- oh, yeah. I saw it on Facebook. Was it Cosplayers of Kansas City or something like no, that? No, it's a Wichita one, too. Oh, was think. it Wichita? Yeah, it's, it's tied in Because Cosplayers of Kansas City was there as well. Yeah, it's like cos. Cosplay of Gallifrey, Wichita, something along those lines. Oh, okay. yeah. The idea I is, that. yeah, the idea is that well, it was part of Whovians of Wichita. Oh, it That's was. That's why they okay. were in the cosplay area. I got you. <clears throat> Excuse me, my allergies are kicking in, so I'm froggy. <clears throat> Excuse me, but um, apparently their plan is that the the, the dedicated uh, cosplayers within the Whovians of Wichita are trying to kind of network out and cosplay Gallifrey, Wichita. Cosplay Gallifrey, because apparently it's a cos. Cosplay Gal. That's hard to say. Cosplay. Cosplay, cosplay Gallifrey. Gallifrey. There's one of those in like Charlotte, North Carolina, and there's one. Oh, okay. in, you know, they, so they, it's kind of a five hundred first where exactly. They, and so they're trying to network, network together worldwide, and they're going to start off with just the Midwest, but they're they're trying to, to to network together across America, all of the the cosplay Gallifreys, and kind of get them all into the same boat with um, people who who do Doctor Who. Keith, stuff, you so. need to join. You're a cosplayer. Yeah. You haven't cosplayed in a few got, years. Yeah. <laughs> Since we went moved to Bartle Hall. <laughs> Although I was thinking about it, I might actually start cosplaying again now that kind of the the ebb of Matt Smith eleventh Doctor cosplayers have kind of died down a little bit. There's not as so much saturation. I have to try to look into uh, doing you're one that. of those, huh? Yeah, you only cosplay when Matt's not well, cool anymore. <laughs> I did it before he was cool and then, you know, hipster. I had the greatest. The, the, the Mr. Clever one that you posted was a really and cool be, and yeah. a really neat way to do it. Yeah. I had the greatest cosplay moment. Outfit. Huh? Wasn't he wearing the brown te- tweed? Um, I don't remember exactly what he was wearing, but I, I'd still give him the, props. Even uh, if it yeah, wasn't that's, accurate, yeah, I'd even, still give him props. It's for still really the, clever. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be one of those. Yep. <laughs> I, I had the greatest um, cosplay moment, well, probably the whole con. And I, it wasn't it. There was a there was a guy who was cosplaying as the second doctor with his um, his lady friend, and they were in the cantina area where they were just sitting down. I don't know who she was. She was just a woman who was with him. <laughs> and um, lady friend, she was going to go get food or something, and he had taken a phone call. And whatever was going on on the phone call, he was pretty animated about it and trying to, you know, a work thing. I wasn't eavesdropping, just, you know, catching bits and pieces of words. Well, she was going to get food for them. So she came back and was kind of doing that, hey, can you give me, you know, the wallet and I'll go get this. And he's on the phone trying to pay attention to this. And I'm sitting at the table across the way. You know, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not part of this. But he, he's kind of waving the hand and doing this thing. And then finally he realizes who it is and what she wants. And so he reaches into his, his interior coat pocket to get his money out. And the first thing to come out is a recorder <laughs> and then a, a bag of something. I don't know what it was. And then something. And he just kept pulling things out of his pocket <laughs> while he's on the phone. And then finally got to the money, handed it to her and started putting everything back in. And it was such a second doctor. <laughs> I died laughing and I kept wanting to go over and tell him, dude, that was unintentional, but it was awesome. Thank you for making my day. And he never got off the phone. <laughs> it was a long phone call, but it was just, I, that pocket had to have gone all the way down to his shoe as much stuff as he pulled out of it. Transcendental job pockets. Yeah, a lot of good cosplay this year. There was year. a lot I missed there that I didn't oh, see yeah. until after the fact, like your pictures. The war doctors that you posted. <laughs> I never saw those. I did the same thing. I was going through pictures that people had posted online or on Twitter, and I was going, "How did I miss this? How did I miss this?" There was a there was an I original series. To be in a photo booth for a while. There was an original series Battlestar Galactica Cylon there. Yeah, I not saw the that iBot one. one, but the yeah. And I was like, I didn't get to see that. Uh, if you Groot. saw the pictures, the Groot, uh, phenomenal. Yeah, Groot was cool. Uh, and then there was also a baby Groot. Yeah, I saw a, your picture pot, of baby and he would dance, Groot. and they had yeah. the music going. And uh, the 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 full size Groot won best in show uh, costume contest for male competition. So well deserved. It was really really well done. It was. I would have believed that that was Groot walking around. Yeah, so well done. Oh, and that's the other thing that you would see a lot of at the booths. Aside from who is Guardians of the Galaxy, very much dominated the uh, the convention this year. I saw a lot of uh, a lot of art, a lot of toys. Did you see Gamora's though? Did you? I saw some. Did yeah. you? I, there were uh, one, of, I one of the girls here from Topeka came as a Gamora. I didn't actually see her, but I saw photos of her online. Okay. So I knew she was there running around as Gamora. I saw a lot of Jason. Uh, Jason. <laughs> Star Lord. Yeah, Star Lord. Star Lord, man, Peter. Peter Quill. I want to Jason Bourne for some reason. I, don't know. <laughs> I saw a lot of Peter Quills. I saw a lot of Star Lords. Um, I didn't see any drags. I didn't see any either. Several rockets. And several rockets. I saw some rockets. Yeah. In fact, we had a rocket come by our booth. Yeah. And, and, some, and, and his dad other... was dressed as the uh, Swedish chef. <laughs> yeah. I love that one. There was also some other. Uh, I don't know how groups. the theme goes together, but. Yeah. Just... <laughs> In an interesting uh, turn of events. Uh, uh, Eric from um, Red Dalek. Mm-hmm. Did, did you know his last name was Collins? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were discussing this <laughs> as we left. So he, he sends me a, <laughs> he sends me a Facebook friend request. Eric Collins wants to be your friend, and I'm like, I'm already friends with my brother. <laughs> what did he do? Did he delete his? Th- and I went and clicked on the thing and went and looked at this picture and went, 
He's sitting in a captain's uniform in an Enterprise chair. That's not my brother. <laughs> Who the hell is this? Oh, it's Eric. Okay. I had no idea that was his name. Sarah, oh, after I befriended uh, Eric, uh, she saw that Eric liked something I posted or commented on something and didn't look that closely. And she goes, I didn't know you were friends with Sean's brother. <laughs> And I go, I'm not. So that was uh, that's, that's the guy who's in charge of Red Dalek. Didn't occur to me until we were talking about it. I was telling leaving. him that story. And he goes, because uh, Eric Collins in my head has always been Red Dalek, Eric Collins. <laughs> and so <laughs> it wasn't until we were talking about it that I recalled one time looking at Facebook, getting a, seeing a post from Eric Collins that had no relation to Red Dalek or anything else, and me thinking, when did I friend Eric? Uh, when did I friend Sean's brother? <laughs> so, so we all had a uh, Sean's brother moment. Yeah. Well, that's good, or maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> My brother's a nice guy. You should friend him. But uh, I don't he, think I've met him. He was there doing uh, original series Star Trek. He did, he did his Kirk and Red Dalek. Red, Red Dalek. Not, 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 not my brother. My brother did not come to Planet Comic Con. Um, but uh, Red Dalek's Eric was there as uh, original series Kirk. And he made the comment that there was supposed to be a uh, Star Wars group photo that they were really putting, uh, you know, a lot of effort into. And for whatever reason, there was no, Star Trek. No Star, Star Wars. Because I saw the Star Trek group photos. There was apparently not an abundance of Star Wars really? cosplayers this year. And I got to thinking about it. And I think I only saw two Mandalorians and one legitimate Boba Fett. And that was about it. I'm sure they were out there. I saw a couple of Jedi and a couple of, but they didn't have much. In fact, apparently the Star Trek cosplayers vastly outnumbered the Star Wars cosplayers this year. So they switched and did a Star Trek group photo. (laughs) And so he had to gather up his friends and they all ran over there to go do that. I I wonder how much of that was spurred because of Leonard Nimoy's passing. Could be. It could Could be. be. A nice way to remember him. We also did not have... A Star Wars guest at all this year, That's which is not. the first time in many. Well, technically Kansas we did. City Comic Con. <clears throat> technically, we had two: Bicamp, Sam Whitwire, and Adrian. What's her face? Because Sam was the apprentice in Porcelain. Oh, right. Yeah. Technically, it's, and that's but that's EU. that's not it. Yeah, no, you're right. But it, voice it, acting. Well, he mocapped it too. Oh, did he mocap? Yeah, it? yeah it's his face. But he's also. Um, He's being human. And yeah. So other, I think other that, big things. That was yeah. kind of. It was, it's, the, it's not his claim to fame. Yeah, it was kind of a footnote. The yeah. star, his Star Wars involvement was more of a footnote. Whereas we've had at least, you know, even well, an, an actor who's there, you know, like, uh, like Peter Mayhew Lando or Jeremy Bullock or. Yeah. Lando. Uh, Land, uh, Billy Dee Williams. Billy, Billy. Well, even, even costume. Billy, who was last Billy, year? Even costume characters. You know, we, we, they, they bill them as Star Wars is, yeah. you know, so yeah. and so. Even last year, uh, well, I think we had a couple last year, but last year we had John Ratzenberger. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was he was Cliff Clavin to me, but they were oh, really billing yeah. him as you know in Superman and Star Wars and Pixar. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but we did have a Trek. I mean, a rather main Trek guest this year with um, Garrett Wong. Yes, Garrett yeah. Wong, who is the nicest guy in the world. He is so friendly and warm and has not aged a day (laughs) since Voyager, uh, at least since the end of Voyager. He was really, really, really young when Voyager started, but he he looks pretty much exactly as he did on the last episode of Voyager. Well, and uh, the guy who was next to him for Once Upon a Time, wasn't he on Star Trek? He he did. He did an episode of Voyager as well. Uh, Raphael Raphael Sabarge. Yeah, I got it right. In fact, uh, uh, Garrett... 
was the uh, moderator for Raphael's panel. Oh, nice. Because they work together. And apparently they're good friends, too. So oh. I think next year will be different, though. We'll have a lot of Star Wars cosplay next year after the film comes yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I already saw that we... This was the first year that the... I've seen it in St. Louis, but the custom lightsaber booth yeah there. yeah and I, they look were, like force effects uh like yeah and they're that quality yeah but you can customize them and make them how they want and you can make them in, uh right, they make them right in front of you right. and they were selling uh the broadsword lightsabers yeah. Yeah. and i guarantee you as many as the people who was walking it was kind of like the first year when we were at um gen con and the Master Effects lightsabers came out, and everybody walked out of that building with one of those boxes. Yep. As many as they sold, they'll be back next year. Oh, yeah. There's no yeah. doubt in my mind. And the, the the interesting thing is there's obviously no license. They they don't have a license from Lucasfilm because all of their uh, sabers or their swords, light swords, <laughs> are named like kind of cleverly. Like uh, the Chosen One was Vader's. You obviously Vader's saber, and you could get it in either blue or red. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, so they had all of the different styles. In fact, the hilts looked exactly like the Force Effects sabers for the particular ones, but they were all cleverly named so that they could get around the licensing <laughs> So I, <laughs> I didn't look too cool. closely. How were they priced compared to those? About the same. Because that, my, my, my first thought was Although I got, these, I got these excited because I thought. Removable. You yeah, can remove yeah. the blades on these, which right. is different. I got excited because I thought, ooh. They don't have to pay the license fees, so yeah. I can actually get a Force Effects ish lightsaber now, and not pay like I have to pay for Force Effects lightsabers. And then I went up there and started pricing them. And the base price for one that that you don't do any customization at all was seventy bucks. Um, and then it went up I think there. That's about and it, how so, much I paid for Yoda? Yeah, so it ranged from seventy all the way up to one hundred and I think the most expensive one that I saw was one hundred and forty something. I think it's the same company, but I'm not totally sure because I've kind of been haunting them online for a while. Because of the fact that you can do a removable blade and same. you can do the... Oh, the same company you've been looking the, at. I, I think it's the same company. And if I fully trick one out the way that I want it with the sound effects card and the different color and the you know this this hilt and this blade and blah, 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 and it still has all the bells and whistles, it's about a $600 purchase. Yeah. So. so that's why I haven't pulled the trigger on it. It's like, <laughs> eh. and, and they're not all Star Wars. Uh, they had like a Thundercats yeah. uh, hilt and they had, you know, so they had diff- very different, several different varying... Hilts that you could do as well. So yeah. Uh, let's start on Friday. Let's just kind of walk through it because you guys actually went Friday. I had to. I had to work because uh, we have a rule at work where if Keith's off, I can't be off. Vice versa. So Keith took uh, off this time and went on Friday. And you guys went up. Uh, did you guys do orientation volunteer orientation? Uh, I kind of did. Uh, personalized crash course because volunteer orientation was actually Thursday night. Oh, that's right. that's right. And so I didn't take that off because I didn't know about it in advance. So, well, I did, but not far enough in advance. So I didn't get to go to that. How was orientation? Kind of rushed. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we joined up in the middle of a tour because uh, we did not arrive. I mean, they started at like 630 and it's like, dude, some of us had to work. <laughs> then we've got to drive in. <laughs> Um, so we kind of joined up with a tour already in progress, but they just kind of took us around the, uh, the, the the facilities and and showed you all the cool back ways to get to like you know. Well, that's the nice thing. The grand this ballroom. Year, the, the the main ballroom was how much would you say twice as big? Maybe oh three three times? three, three, times three to almost four. It sits three thousand people. Three easily. Yeah, and you could fit all of Galley. Yeah. In the grand ballroom, and so it was in a completely different area, and so it gave us a completely different way to get to it. 
which was for some of the bigger guests, like um, when I escorted the Red Rangers, it was really nice because we were just able to go down these escalators and there was no one around to try to weave through the crowd or anything. It was really nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there was a, you know, kind of dealing with, with the, the mechanics of the logistics of how to get around the building. That was, that was the interesting part of it. But, um, and then, you know, ironing out some of the interesting security features because you go down that escalator when you're escorting guests that goes down, they've, they've got a, a separate, oh, yeah. you know, green room. And then you're going to go down behind the ways to the, uh, the actual dressing room before you go into the grand ballroom. And then finding out that, no, your badge does not get you down that escalator. You've got to have a certain <laughs> uh, special lanyard. Well, that down. was even a last minute thing. Oh, was it? Yeah. Because they, they were like, we, we, you know, security had been given this set of rules and the con had been told this. And then Mel and I, we were going to go and recap it just because she was going to be down in the dressing room. That was ma- her main volunteering yeah. thing was that she was kind of in charge Which, of that. And there was a green room and then a dressing room. Right. <laughs> Two different areas. So, um. We, we went down to make sure that she knew the path to get there and security was adamant. You know, you're not getting down here with that badge. <laughs> you're not important enough. We're escorting panelists later. <laughs> you know, we have guests that we have to get to Kelly, <laughs> but uh, they got it worked out very, very quickly and, and, you know, fixed all the problems. So, yeah, they were very quick to any problem that would pop up. They were able to get onto it very, very quickly. And that's just another Testament to Super Kirk and Super Kelly. <laughs> Super Kirk and Super Kelly. Because Kelly deserves just as much recognition as Kirk gets about all of it because she's the one who's more in charge of the volunteers. And Kirk. She is the volunteer coordinator. She, yeah, she's the volunteer she, coordinator. Kirk takes care of the panels and all of that stuff, but she's. He's the panel call coordinator. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so she does such a good job of organizing everybody and making sure everybody's where they need to be. And uh, if. Additional people are needed, finding them and doing everything needed. She does such a good job. She needs to delegate more. So what did you guys do on uh, – what else did you guys do on Friday? What did you guys see on Friday? Uh, we walked the floor a little bit before we started because we got there and then walked the floor until at least my first responsibility was escorting the Red Rangers down to their panel, which we ended up getting there a little bit early. And the uh, backstage area, there's an elevator that for those with wheelchairs so they can get up on the stage the two of them started goofing around with it <laughs> tried recording videos of them trying to go up and they finally got it up all the way but then they couldn't go off onto the stage because the other door <laughs> wouldn't open and they were they were quite a hoot to watch uh goof around and not being a big uh power ranger fan and i didn't realize one of them i know i didn't had never seen before but i didn't realize one of them was the red ranger from the movie he was the one that took over after the first year. And so that was kind of cool that I, oh, I kind of put that together. Because I ended up sitting in on their panel just because, you know, I got to take them back anyway, so I might as well. And they did a really enjoyable panel, uh, especially if you're – unfortunately, the bad thing about it was it was the first panel of the con in a brand new room. So it was the middle section pretty much. That was it. It wasn't very full, maybe – couple hundred people if that so i felt kind of bad for them that they had the first panel and not big of a turnout and i think they were hoping for more but and then other than that i volunteer i walked more and uh sat at the volunteer desk and helped Carol- kelly wherever she needed it not really did much because by that time it was nearly into the day and all fires had been put out and it was kind of relaxing and mel and i hit the con floor hard and early friday um and the, the initial plan was okay friday 
because all of our responsibilities are going to come later, about 2 o'clock. So we're going to hit the floor, and we're going to get all of our autographs, and we're going to be done with it. Nobody's at the con when it opens at 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I, I, None of the celebrities are there, and it's like, oh, well, I guess we'll go shopping first, and then we'll... Well, I'm coming like, what, 12 o'clock? I was like, should we maybe go get autographs? And then it occurred to me until later... I, I, was, I wanted to wait until to get Caitlin until after we did our panel. Uh, none of my guests were there yet. <laughs> the, I was going to get Jay August and Ming Na Wen. They both were Saturday, and Jay August was late Saturday. So I ended up not buying a single thing on Friday. I paid for parking, and that was it. <laughs> I didn't pay for parking, interestingly <laughs> enough, on Friday. <laughs> we we got down there early enough. Apparently, we got the. Oh, you must work here. Parking pass thing oh, at the nice. garage that they gave us. They gave me this little ticket, and I went in to get the thing. And then when we went to leave at the end of the night, I was expecting to pay at the end of the night. All the gates were up because it was just. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you were working. So. I was working. Yeah. You know. But, um, no, so we we, we did a, a fantastic uh, artist alley this year. A lot of a lot of really good um, yeah. and and bigger than ever. I know that there there was some. There's some flap apparently as to whether or not the professional cosplayers really bring anything to a con from the standpoint of some of the other people that come to the con. I heard that there's a, a, apparently a schism, not just with Planet Comic Con, but in general, uh. as to whether or not do we need to invite those people. And um, Well, they bring an avenue of conversation and panels. Now, I could see the argument that they don't really bring the avenue of revenue. Well, yeah, but it's interesting because the they had more comic book artists this year than they've ever had. Which I, which I think was evident by the size of that room, yeah. um, and that's what all the pictures get taken of is the cosplayers. So it's oh, I, yeah. I think it's kind it's, of hand in hand. It, well, it, it's taking it's a, it's a more recent thing that the cosplayers have become a professional entity. Yeah, like Chloe Dykstra or um, Abby Darkstar, and all those. It's that's a very recent trend. Um, and I, th- I think they're still trying to figure out how best to utilize them. That's probably it. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a part of me that thinks it's absolutely ridiculous that you can be a professional cosplayer. <laughs> what is the- you get to have Halloween every day? <laughs> what does that well, exactly mean? What what do you get paid to do? So I, at, I don't look quite at get Athena it. Stamos. That landed her the uh, character design for Cinder yeah. in Doctor Who Legacy. So. Yeah, so there's there's a part of me that doesn't quite get it. I'm not going to complain. They're there, and that you know, if, if people are happy to see them, yeah, bring them in. It doesn't bother me at all. So it's like going to one of the wizard cons, and there are YouTube stars there. They bring people in. Not who I would go to see there, but <laughs> someday we will be a YouTube star. <laughs> someday. Um, but yeah, so we wandered around, and Mel got a, a bunch of new art commissioned, and then um, we started our, our our official volunteering gig was. Um, uh, for Orlando Pagan, who is an artist who uh, he's worked for, he does all the body paint for like WWE. And, um, you know, anytime you see anybody in one of the wrestling fields, that has got a, other than sting who does his own. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> you don't watch wrestling. No, I, I'm just peripherally aware of it, but I, I, I even I noticed this and went, wow, you should have had somebody do that. But <laughs> <laughs> He uses latex and he puts it on himself, and so it's completely obliterated five minutes into the match because he's sweating, pieces are peeling <laughs> off of it and stuff like that. But any, any any of the body painted people you see on any of the wrestling events, Orlando's done them. He's also worked for Universal Studios. Um, anything 
Um, have you been down to, did you go to uh, Harry Potter World after they put Diagon Alley in? No, we did not. We he were... is responsible for pretty much all of Diagon Alley. That's oh, wow. all his, his, his painting and work. And he did the night bus and, and all that kind of stuff. So he, he, he painted all that. Fun story. Apparently the night bus, uh, he went to, um, you know, they had to do a touch up or something and they called him up and said, can you come down and repaint it? He's like, yeah, no problem. So he went to, uh, to he says, okay, I need this, this, and this. And he's like, no, 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 you're going to go talk to the paint guy. We have a paint shop. You go talk to the paint guy. They'll get you taken care of. So he goes to the paint shop and he says, I need, I need the, the purple and the this and the this. And the paint guy's going, you mean the red? He says, no, night bus is not red. It's purple. He says, no, it's red. And they had this huge argument. And one of the other guys in the paint shop kind of motioned Orlando called him over and he says, he's colorblind. He can't see that. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy who's in charge of the paint shop at Universal Studios colorblind <laughs> so that was fun for him anyway but orlando was doing a live uh, a live body paint demonstration uh which was going to take up about three hours uh to get it all you know yeah you were gone for quite a while his, his attention to detail is pretty miraculous and amazing but uh, so that's what mel and i we did we were, yeah. were monitors just kind of keeping tabs on the on the room and the situation because as the not safe for work. Uh, <laughs> 18 and over crowds. 18 and over crowds. So we had to make sure. But security was really all over that. We had an awesome security guard who was, she stationed herself at that door and she was checking for IDs and badges oh, wow. and the whole bit. And so we kind of got to, you know, very easily, you know, monitor just, you know, people trying to sneak photos or anything. But the crowd was pretty well behaved. So, hmm. yeah, didn't have any problems with that. So was that all you guys did? That was Friday? it. That was the only thing we did Friday. But, yeah, it was three a three-hour three hour block. So. But it was cool. And I posted a couple of the photos online after I got um, the – first of all, I got Orlando's permission, and then I got the model's permission because it's like – It's impressive. Did I post this or not? <laughs> you know, so. but it was Venom, which took forever for me to realize. They kept talking about Venom and comic books. And, of course, I know of Venom. <laughs> My only real experience with Venom is Spider-Man 3, so I don't know that it really counts. <laughs> But she came out and she had the you know head thing on, and I just kept thinking, "Why well, we're doing some tribal, <laughs> you know, witch doctor or something?" I don't know. And he's painting her face and around her neck, and he's this teeth necklace and everything. And then all of a sudden, I realized that that's Venom's mouth, and he's got the tongue snaking down her. And I was like, "Oh!" And then once you saw it, it was like, "Okay, now I," you know. <laughs> but up until that moment, I just kept looking at it, going, "I don't quite get where you're going here, Orlando." But but yeah, then <laughs> then all of a sudden, it all came together. It was like a Bob Ross. You know, you watch Bob Ross paint. You're just like, what are you doing, Bob? Why did you put that ugly dead tree in the middle thing? Oh. So. So how many autographs did you guys knock out on? Uh, not too many. I think we only did. Well, no, that's not true. Because by the time, because the con was open to what, seven on Friday? Yeah. And everybody went home at five. Like the the, 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 the crowd. normal crowd kind of people. And so uh, we did wind up well, knocking out. Friday was pretty slow in general. Uh but part of it was the con expanded so much, even the floor, that the same amount of people of last for last year's Friday, and that would have felt like less people. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it really felt fairly slow on Friday. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's still saying something because it's still busy. I mean, yeah. it's still a lot of people, but just because of the added space they had and Friday always being a slightly lesser day, you know. Yeah. Um, it wasn't bad, but yeah, we, we actually did do some monograph hunting after, um, the thing. And, uh, we wound up knocking, I think everybody that we wanted out except for like four, I think we had four people that we, uh, and we didn't have to wait too long in lines too at that point because it was, 
It's really good. It was not bad. Um, Michael Rooker's, I think, was the longest one we waited in Friday. And uh, he's a hoot. He's an, he's an absolute goofball. <laughs> um, and he, he he's one of those guys that goes out and photobombs people and, yeah. you know, just whatever he can get away with. He was a lot of fun. And he's always wearing his, uh, his apparently con standard uniform is baseball cap, shades, and leather jacket. That's Michael Rooker. If you ever go to a con, that's what he'll be wearing. <laughs> so that was cool. And then um, did we, do, we did, we did, uh, we did carry out ways and um, in line. And they had him kind of boothed off a little separately. Yeah. I walked past his section. It was interesting because it was like they had a tent set up around him. Yeah. Which well, was kind of weird to me. Apparently, it's, Carrie is very... It wasn't really a tent. It was, but it was curtained off. Curtained yeah, off. Curtain yeah, there off. was no top to it, but right, it was... Right. It felt like a tent. It, no, it looked like a tent because it's like the red, red and, and white stripes, stripes. Yeah. And white and red and white. <laughs> oh, and all the other ta- autograph tables are just there in front of a curtain no, instead opposed yeah. to all four sides. And Carrie feels very strongly that he wants to be able to connect individually with people as they come up. And he doesn't feel he can do that if he's on one side of a table in front of a, you know, mass crowd. So they had him curtained off and you would go in and he wasn't at the table. He was standing out in the, in the, in the, in the middle portion of the booth and he would walk up and shake your hand and, you know, talk to you for a minute and sign your thing. And then it was like an extra 10 bucks if you wanted a photo with him. Um, so, you know, you got all that. I mean, he was very personal, very friendly. So really very you had nice. a one-on-one encounter with him yeah. more than anybody else would like more than any other guest. You yeah, have. very much so. Once and you told me about that, I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. It was, it was, it was really cool. Um, cause then, I mean, from the outside, it feels kind of standoffish, yeah. but that's not the way it is at all. Hmm. So that's kind of one of those things I wish that, you know, if I could do one thing, I would tell people go stand in carry always line. Cause it's totally <laughs> worth it. it was, <laughs> the carry always experience is what they ought to, you know, build that as, but it was really cool. And, and just, you know, Mel was all giddy and butterfly and, you know, everything. And I kind of wish I'd have bought his book now. Hmm. I kind of wish I'd, I mean, it's still one that I plan on reading at some point in time, but I could have had him autograph that too. Yeah. But um, so we got out and looked at the photo. And we, I don't know why we didn't check it, but uh, we, she blinked in the photo. So then we were like, oh, now we got to come back and redo this. And we didn't have our shirts on anyway, but I'll get to the shirt story later. But I think that was about it for Friday. Yeah. Long day. Cody, man, they they ran Cody ragged on Friday. That kid, he, they had him for everything. And he was, <laughs> so he, I don't think he got to do anything on Friday. Mm. But he made up for it on, <laughs> on Sunday for sure. So then Saturday, uh, what time did you get there? I don't know, eight early. <laughs> and you got there nine, ten fifteen ish. Quarter. Well, I didn't get in until ten fifteen, but it was yeah. quarter. I I arrived. <laughs> I, this was if this was any indicator of what the <laughs> well, how big this con was this year is. I pulled up about the same time I did last year, about nine fifteen, or uh, nine. I got in town about nine thirty. Rolled up onto Central Street, which is where Bardo Hall is, at nine forty-five, and stayed in the right lane because I knew I was going to go past Bardo Hall and then turn into the parking, the parking lot, yeah. the parking garage. And I got there, and there's a big old sign that says "Garage Closed" <laughs> or "Garage Full," and I thought, oh. There's a lot of people here because that is a large parking garage. <laughs> it room. is. And so I thought – so then I had a really – One of moment, several large I had parking one of those, garages. I had one of those moments of panic because I was like, 
I don't know of any other garages. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to park. So I, I just stayed. Thing. I stayed in the line because they were all going. I thought God, most of these people have to be going to play in Comic Con, so I just follow. So I got in uh, this line, and we got up to the not the next street, but the street after that, and we turned left. And as we were turning, we were waiting in line, and it was, I mean, it was just traffic jam all the way around this block. And I thought, well, all these people are trying to get to the same place, so I'll just stay in this line. And there was a guy that was walking on the sidewalk, and apparently he knew the people in the car behind me because I heard him telling them, oh, yeah, there's a garage right around this block, right next to the Folly Theater. And he says 10 bucks, which is, I think, is what the admission for the other garage was. He says 10 bucks cash. They'll let you park in there. No problem. It's event parking. I was like, okay, good. Now I know I'm <laughs> So, yeah, I stayed in this line. And it, it literally took another probably 20 minutes to finally get around oh, wow. this block and in uh, to the garage. So I got in and got parked. And it was only about a block and a half away from Barta Hall. So it wasn't bad. So I actually got really lucky. And so I walked down. And I went upstairs. And I still had to pick up credentials. And so as I came in, they kept trying to... Guide me into the big old giant long snaking oh. line that was was there for just people picking up credentials. This wasn't even the line for people. This was getting your this wrist was pay people. Yeah. This wasn't even people that were paying that day to get in. And they kept trying to wind me into that line. And I, I, volunteer after volunteer, I kept saying, "I need to go get volunteer credentials." And I said, "Well, get, <laughs> go this way, follow this line." So I keep following the line. Finally, finally I got to a volunteer. Where I said. I'm going to be in this line forever, but I'm just volunteering. And he goes, oh, well, come here. He's going to the side. He says, just walk up the side. <laughs> I was like, well, if, if the fifth person back and volunteer back had told me that, I would have known. Yeah. So I got out of line and went down the, the side because I, I could see the volunteer booth. I knew where I was going. It was just there was this mass of people. And so uh, I went down and, and got checked and got my volunteer. And then I went and I, I walked the floor. Because the only volunteer responsibility I had this year, because knowing that I was for sure only going to be in there Saturday and, and wasn't sure I was going to be there Sunday, was our panel. And so I got up got that. So my first thing to do was I went in, as you guys did, and walked the floor. That was my, my first thing. And so I walked up and down until I ran into – did I run into you first or I ran into you first? I I didn't, we didn't run into each other until after time we won. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, that's what it was. So I walked around, found our table. Um, oh, Matt. Matt Quick is who I ran into first. And then uh, I hung with him for a little bit, uh, walked the floor, look, kind of scoping out the things I wanted to purchase because yeah. that's what I do is I'll go and I'll walk the floor and I'll say, that's something I might buy, that's something I might buy. And then I go back later. To, See if to you determine. find something better. Exactly. Or, yeah. Exactly. Because, uh, you know, I, I've got a budget. I don't have a lot of cash. And so... Um, I had a budget. <laughs> but you blew past that. Oh, budget. yeah. <laughs> right past the cap. So the first thing that I ended up actually doing was uh, my corner's uh, Timey Wimey Puppet Show. So that was that was one of my must-do... How was it? Oh, it was... So I actually got to sit in on it this time. And, uh, yeah, it was... It he, was so he's, good. He's completely so re- revamped the show, so it's different this year. And I, I I should say I saw the first forty five minutes of it because I was I wanted our panel was right after in the same room but I want to make sure I was in place ahead of time yeah. so that I can introduce myself to um, Caitlin and and make sure we were all set which come to find out later didn't matter but <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah did timey wimey and then of course uh, stuck around for our panel that's when I, I texted Keith to find out where he was and he came down to timey wimey and watched yeah, the show so I, I made a point of coming down to timey wimey because yeah. Sarah and her brother came and they weren't very interested Mike's not a Whovian so they were going to walk the floor and they wound up coming down anyways about halfway through what we saw 
And Sarah fell in love with Amy Wiley. She, uh, she got there just in time for the awesome canine song. Oh, cool. And the awesome canine bit. So she was all about that. She She's not one to really go up to booths and people and talk to them about what they've done. She made a point of going to his booth to talk to him, tell him how great it was, and see how he got she, he got canine to work. So that's a huge that's a huge yeah. praise for Mike that she would even go do that. Well, that was the cool thing is that new this year was canine. Uh, he had a, a 12th Doctor puppet this year. Um, I can't remember if they, did he have the cat nun before. No, I think Cat Nun is okay, so she, she was So that, that would have been added to the opening song then. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, the only thing that was familiar from years past, that it, there were certain things that were shadows of what he had done before. So it was reminiscent, but it was changed enough that it was it was new. Um, but, yeah, the uh, the opening song, the time where he has half the room do timey-wimey, 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 the other half does puppet show. And so that that was the only thing that was the same. But but then the cat puppet, the the cat nun sings meow meow meow. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. Um, so yeah, so he had a, a lot of new elements. And I, again, we missed like the ten, last ten minutes or something. Yeah. I don't think it was ten minutes because by the time we walked around, they were already done. Yeah. So, so was- we walked out. Was, uh, Keith and I met up. We walked out, walked around the back way to get to backstage. And as we were walking down that hallway that's behind the curtain between the windows and the curtain. It, it, their people were already falling out, so we saw the majority of the show. So, and then of course our panel with Caitlin. We really wanted to see it, um, but we're um, Mel was again doing volunteer duty back in the uh, back in the dressing room, so she was backstage for the grand ballroom um, most of the day on Saturday. And I had a couple of little things that I had to do, and then you know the big one was obviously our panel. So I kind of was back and forth checking on her and, and, and some other things. And then apparently there was a, a, the huge fiasco of Saturday was uh, Jerry Lawler, whose uh, panel was supposed to start at noon. Apparently his plane got delayed. And so there was this, you know, everybody freaking out and trying to figure out what was going on. And they had people stationed at different street corners outside the building with signs, Jerry drive this way, Jerry drive this way, you know, so they could get him. Because <laughs> the plan was they were going to pull him all the way around to the South Dock get him through that side door and up on stage. That was, you're not even going to get a bathroom break, dude. You're just going right up on stage because the panel time is ticking off. And, uh, yeah, Matt was part of that. He apparently, you know, carried his suitcase in for him. (laughs) He's actually got Jerry Lawler's luggage, you know. Let me grab that for you. But, um, oh yeah, and then he showed up like a half hour late to the panel. Yeah, I think, I think he only got maybe 20 minutes of panel time because of of how late the flight and everything was. But, uh, Victor was, Victor's the, uh, the head of all the, audio video stuff uh, for, for Planet Comic Con. And he was just a basket case. And he kept seeing people down at the end of that long back hallway going, oh, maybe that's him. And Mel's like, dude, that ain't Jerry Lawler. Because <laughs> her dad was a big wrestler, a wrestling fan. She was like, I know Jerry Lawler. I've been watching Jerry Lawler for years. That's not Jerry Lawler. Maybe that's him. That's not Jerry Lawler. Trust me. You'll know when it's Jerry Lawler. And then Jerry Lawler showed up. And they went, oh, there's Jerry Lawler. Who's <laughs> also a very nice guy. So um, Mel got to see a lot of the celebrities, if not meet them. Yeah, she pretty much intermingled with all of the big ones that came back. Nice. That's, that's one of the reasons, you know, because we're we're people who know people. Um, <laughs> but we're also relatively reliable. I dropped the ball on Sunday, but I'll get to that story in a moment. What um, else did I do on Saturday after our panel? Which would, we, we actually have a special treat for our panel. We, we're not even going to talk about our panel because you're going to listen to that at the end of this uh, podcast. But... 
We were crashed by a very special guest. <laughs> we that's, were. Yes. That's all I'll say. Yeah. If you've seen the pictures online, you know who it was. But that was a pretty cool experience. And then, um, especially for those of us who didn't know it was coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess we got. I guess we back. should talk we gotta, about that. We got to come back afterwards so that well, people are going to hear it. And people know, so let's let's go ahead and talk about it. We did. Uh, we we had the uh, fortunate chance to uh, have Caitlin Blackwell Blackwood. Blackwood. I didn't do it the whole program. You didn't. I didn't. Caitlin Blackwood. Um, we got to host her panel, so it was uh, Caitlin Blackwood on traveling the vortex because we were recording our podcast live. And so uh, went backstage, make, met Caitlin, uh, Keith, and I waited on Sean, who shut up ten minutes late. And <laughs> it was Sean. Sean was he had to get from one end of the convention center to another. So we're, we're and it was very late. crowded, especially after I walked that afterwards to get down there and realized how far you had to come. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll, the panel will speak for itself. But we we had a nice uh, chat with Caitlin. We opened up the floor. Prior to that, when we were backstage, Kurt had come back, and I overheard him saying something about a surprise, bringing a surprise in later. So the brain work start working. <laughs> Could this surprise me? John Delancey's going to be here? Could this be? Could this be? So I kind of suspected that maybe Karen Gillan was going to crash our panel, but I wasn't sure. So... Anyway, so we're on stage, and we're doing our thing, and, and, and the interview's going great, and we'd opened up for questions and and we just i thought we have a grand time i oh, had so yeah. much fun it was so much fun and caitlin blackwood she's a wonderful warm she's very she she's she kind of shy and you all but talking to her backstage i kind of thought oh gosh we're gonna really have to pull some of this because this is all she told me she's on her, her fifth convention yeah. and she's not you know she's not out there in front of fans well, and people and she's real <laughs> humble and real you and know. she's 15, so yeah, she's 15. remember? No, oh yeah, she's, 14. She's, she's, about 14 to turn she's about to turn 15. Yeah. 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 So June think of how you were at 14, and <laughs> and so, but wonderful. And she has some great little stories, and and she talked, and she's real open and welcome with fans. And in the corner of my eye, I see somebody come in with this really big burly guy, and they kind of slink up to the side and they sit down. And I look over there, and I do a double take, and I look again, and I'm like. So there's one question that Caitlin's answering, and I noticed – I remember now, even though I've listened to the audio now, but there was one question I didn't hear the answer to at all. <laughs> In my mind, I'm going, oh, I know who that is. <laughs> so anyway, as we're sitting there – and this doesn't come across on the audio because her mic didn't come on. As we're sitting there, we, we're going back and forth, and I keep expecting Karen to say something because she's got a mic. And I keep expecting her to ask a question or something. And time's ticking along. I like to think that Karen was just sitting there enjoying the panel. I think that's probably what happened. But but as we're sitting there, finally I I said, okay, I'm going to turn the attention to Karen. So I said, so t- we haven't talked much about Karen Gillen. Tell us a little bit about Karen. What's it so Caitlin launches in to start talking a little bit about her. And then Karen pipes up, yeah, let's talk about Karen. And of course, then the, the the gig's up, and she's she's out there, and everybody's like, "Oh, you know," you hear the fervor in the audience, like, "Oh, is this really, is this really Karen?" So we of course invited her up on stage, and she came up graciously because I'm not even sure she was going to come up. I think she was going to ask a couple of you know yeah, questions from the audience, and that was it. Because her panel was right afterwards. Yeah. But when her mic wasn't working, I thought, "Okay, this we're going to take this opportunity." <laughs> so like, come on up, and Sean, he's like, "No, I'm going down there. I'm taking my mic. I've got this." It <laughs> goes down. It's, He's going to give her money. He says, no, no, come up here, come up here. So Sean shows her how to get up onto the stage, and she comes up. 
And for the second time in a row, Sean was able to offer a chair to a high profile yep. per celebrity personality. <laughs> That's my new Emerald. <laughs> because uh, I gave up my mic and he gave up his chair. Sean's chair went to, uh, went to Karen. I might as well have let you had my mic because I couldn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I eventually took it. So I think, ask a question. I think part of the thing, I think I might've been more starstruck had I not already been in my head preparing for it. So it wasn't until I think it after that I had met her before. It wasn't, it wasn't until after we had got off and done, we were walking away that I thought, Wow, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So Sean I mean, and I had no idea it was going to happen. We had, had no, absolutely no idea it was going to happen. I heard Kirk say the surprise thing. Never dawned on me. I thought they were talking about a surprise that was coming later. That we kind of got tipped off that might happen. And I thought, oh, that's what they're talking about. I didn't Never hear, thought once. I didn't hear the surprise thing. And when she said, yeah, let's talk about Karen, I was one of the murmuring. And... <laughs> 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 In the movies, you know, in the cartoons, when they the, the camera pans over and then suddenly does that weird extreme zoom into a tiny little box way in the distance, and you're looking at one thing? That's what my brain did. <laughs> there she is. Oh, my God. And then she came up on saying this weird, because the, the, I think the question right before that that, uh, that Caitlin had answered was she was talking, or just pr- just prior to that, I think, was about fangirling over uh, Rue, Rue yeah. from yeah. The yeah. Hunger Games and how she was so, you know... That was my immediate. <laughs> and I, I, that can't be the question because I remember hearing that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was going to comment. It was like, I'm fangirling up here now. And I couldn't get it out because everything just went, oh, I'm on stage with both Amy's. <laughs> Where did you? Yeah, so it was kind of cool. Yeah. And you will get to hear all of that yes. and, and my complete and utter silence in all of its glory. <laughs> You asked a question, didn't you? I did ask yeah, a question. Awesome. I was able to get one in. Yeah. Mm, nope. <laughs> so anyway, that was that was my highlight. Of yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because it was already very cool that we were getting to talk to Caitlin Blackwood, who was you know a Doctor Who guest, and it was our panel, and it was our guest, and that was cool. And then when Karen came up there, it was just it was it was the icing. I mean, it was the cherry on top. It was yeah. just, it made the what was already a wonderful dessert without that added bonus even cooler to have both Amy's on stage. And it was really cool because they, Karen, she's, you could tell she's a really, she's really cool because she's, she kept focusing the questions back to Caitlin, realizing this was her moment. Karen was going to have her thing afterwards. And Karen answered a couple questions uh, that the audience had because we kind of really, opened the up audience the audience. still focused. They did. Yeah. And I was or really appreciative of that because a lot of them were there to talk to Caitlin. And so um, it didn't. I don't feel like it kind of overshadowed it Caitlin didn't. doing that because Caitlin was still kind of the star of that panel. Because then, in turn, we all went to uh, Karen's panel, and Caitlin did the same thing in hers. In fact, she came up early on stay early on and was up there for the majority of it. Yeah. And Karen had no idea that was going to be happening. Yeah. yeah. And they 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 put Caitlin in line with these gargantuan. <laughs> I don't know where she got these sunglasses. Sunglasses. Just, they were Jackie O glasses. Well, yeah, Jackie she had o. a hat too. And a hat. But she didn't wear the hat. Well, she had the hat when she first walked up there, but I think she oh, took she it took off. Oh, she took it right off, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she, she was incognito in line and asked the question, and Karen looked down <laughs> and just lost it. And the question she asked was something along the lines of, wasn't it true that you threw up on two of your cousins on an airplane? <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin being the one of the cousins that she threw up on. <laughs> I think Karen was genuinely embarrassed by it. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I did do that. Uh. The great thing about Karen is she seems very down to earth and just wants to have fun. Yeah, throughout yeah. the everything, she's real you, candid too. She's yeah. she's not afraid even, to talk about anything. 
I, I later um, on Sunday was in the photo op booth and was taking the pictures that they printed off and put them on the table for people. So I got to see pretty much everybody's picture. And some of those were the Karen and Caitlin and just Karen. And some of the poses she would do with people just, I don't imagine most other celebrities would do that sort of thing. Did you see? It's kind of like John Barrowman in that aspect of she'll do anything almost. Did you see the pinching the bottom one? Yeah. (laughs) Actually, I didn't didn't see it. I saw it after the fact. I saw it on Facebook. Uh, Julie from uh, Kansas City Time Lords. Yeah. yeah. She, she, she's dressed as Osgood, and she's got her hand kind of down behind Karen, who's making, you know, an O face. <laughs> and then Caitlin's got her hand behind Osgood's bum. Sorry. And she's making the O face, and Caitlin's got this huge grin on her face. <laughs> I think it's a carryover because she went to Galley and I think she got a photo op with Barrowman and they did something ah, similar. So it's kind of a carryover cool. thing. It's it's an amazing photo. It's so awesome. But yeah, it's um, it was a good time. Yeah, it was a really good time. And I think you brought this up, but were you surprised that uh, there wasn't as many uh, Guardians of the Galaxy questions? That the majority of Karen's panel yeah. was Whovian questions. It was it was very much based on who. I mean, there were there were a couple. And Kirk, to his credit, as, as moderator, he, he had a, a, a very nifty idea, I thought, yeah, of kind of doing a lightning nice. round with questions that he pulled from a fez. And it was kind of the... It wasn't even a question, it was his words. words. Yeah, just words. Just doing she, words. First impression. First impre- her first reaction to the word. In, in the hopes that maybe that would knock out some of the standard, what was your favorite episode questions that everybody yeah. seems to, to, to want to ask. And so they kind of knocked some of that early. And I thought the rest of the questions that the audience asked, I thought were really... Well, you know, spot on. Well I did, played. I did. It, it was a good play, but I didn't feel bad for the audience, especially the members that had their question ready and were getting ready to go up to ask, and then suddenly they had to scramble to think about the question. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, there were a lot of great questions about, I mean, the people asked about Oculus and, and, and Guardians, obviously, and uh, a selfie. Um, but it was... Now, there was quite a few selfie questions, actually. It was a who panel, for sure. And we... Well, it's a good show that shouldn't have got canceled. I'll, I'll stand by that. I thoroughly enjoy that show. We um, didn't think I would when, I, when it was <laughs> you advertised. Were very, I remember yeah, you were I very. Went, oh, come on, and yeah, it's it is funny. It's a good show. But um, we we have kind of the the distinctive footnote of being the the Karen panel, not our panel, but the Karen panel was the largest crowd ever assembled in one room. In Planet Comic Con history, even Stephen Amell on Sunday was a smaller crowd, which flabbergasted me. Yeah, I did not expect. I kind of thought, well, this record will stand for one day, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then Stephen Amell will knock it out. There was standing room only. But yeah, and, and Mel confirmed that because yeah, she we, was backstage for all that too. At the back. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we because we got out of our panel late, and it had already filled up by the time we got around there. Yeah, but um, yeah. So, Chris Jackson, we know you listen. There's, there's, there's. Money to be made in bringing who guests to town. Well, and Timey Wimey almost seems to go up to the big uh, yeah, ballroom, too, because that was full. By the time they Absolutely got the full. room filled. Lots of who love. Don't underestimate the who. Don't underestimate the who. That's right. Don't underestimate the who. Um, and then, I don't know uh, that we could have handled Barrowman if he just showed up. <laughs> probably oh, not. Probably not. Because we, initially we had both both John and Eve Miles were, were yeah. also booked yeah. for this weekend, and they both had work commitments come up that they couldn't right. do it. So. From a, from a Which, capacity standpoint. <laughs> oh, yeah. So after that, after all of the nerves and tight stomach and butterflies and everything, man, I had the best con after that because it was just, <laughs> I had no responsibilities. 
I unfortunately done. had to go off and go yeah. volunteer some more. Uh, I, I ran off and got... I didn't stay for all of Karen's panel, uh, but I did go and get J. August Richards' autograph. Such a nice guy. Uh, I ended up talking to him for several minutes, more than I expected to. And he did that with pretty much everybody. Just, uh, talked and listened to him and whatever they had to say. Very nice. Really nice guy. And then I went and volunteered at the photo ops booth, which... If you remember last year, I complained about photo ops. This year was great. <laughs> this new company is wonderful. It's Epic Photos. I didn't have, to, I wasn't in charge of taking orders for uh, the photos. All my, uh, most of the volunteers' responsibility were very basic, basic but necessary. So I was helping scan people out once they got their picture. You scan a barcode and their picture, and that lets them check out and go, okay, you're done. And then I would sell them a uh, protective sleeve, and that was it. And it was so, so fun, and it was fun to see a lot of the pictures come through and the costumes, and so it was kind of a neat way to kind of people watch while still helping out. Yeah, I have nothing but but high praise for for Epic. Yeah, they they um, well oiled machine. Yeah, and 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 did a really good job. And the past couple of years, we've had um, Froggy. Who's uh, Froggy's was done both Galley and this one, and, and I've kind of become less and less enchanted with Froggy as time's gone on with some of the just logistical problems they seem to keep running into. Well, and, and Galley had a different company; it wasn't Epic, but they had a different company this year. But I liked Epic better than them, even. So. Epic was so slick. Like if you bought a JPEG copy, as soon as they scanned you out, it was in your inbox. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, which is I mean, really cool. Bam, that's bam, a really bam, smart yeah. way to do it. It is a smart way to do it. And I like the how much is the JPEG? I don't know. I don't. I don't know cost on any. <laughs> you were just scanning people out. Five dollars for a protective sleeve. <laughs> um, they also did a really. Um, I think a lot of people are moving to this now, where it's not waiting for the photos to be printed. It's, oh yeah, it's, it's fast. This just kind of instantaneous as the camera's going off, it's feeding into a printer, and oh, and they were even cropping them and everything, and getting them spit out in time. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. Of course, they made you impressive. go through a really long snake to get to there, and it was empty, so you walked through it, but. It, it's kind of nice though that we've we've the technology's come far enough that you can you have that instant gratification. You don't have to come back later and oh, get a yeah. photo, and, and they have the chance for getting it when you leave. You know, like, oh gosh, I forgot to pick up my photo. Yeah, which well, surprisingly some, some people still did. There's, there's, there, there was be, a stack back there. I'm like, how do these people not get their photos? There's that what? odd. They thought they were coming back for them later. Like I froggy. guess so. Yeah. There's that odd moment where you walk over to you know in in, the, in years past you'd walk back over to the photo area to get your table and there's this whole table just tables and tables and tables lined up of all these different photos and so you're seeing everybody in the con who had their photo taken it's just kind of I don't know almost an invasion of privacy at some point which which doesn't matter because all these people are going to post these on Facebook right. later <laughs> but. It's like once they've made the decision to do that, I'm entitled to look at it. But I feel weird doing it ahead of time. Oh, and once it got to like Stephen Amell and there was Stephen and Karen doing photo ops at the same time, the tables did get very full and it got very backed up. So then I almost needed another person back there with me uh, pulling the pictures off and organizing them. Luckily, when I left, two people replaced me. So they were able to solve that issue later. What else on Saturday? You guys do anything else Saturday? Oh, well, after I got them volunteering, you and I walked the floor a bit more and went and talked to uh, listener Robert. That was on Sunday. No, No, it was Saturday. I was there Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, it was Saturday, yeah. (laughs) It was near the end of the show Sunday. Um, We went and uh, Sarah was off uh, kind of on a quiet corner knitting, so we went and collected her and then went and visited Robert and talked with him for a little bit. We both bought 
uh, a book of his, The Convention, mm-hmm. seemed very apropos to purchase at a convention. Good yep. word. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, and, and Robert, I owe you an apology because I, I met up with Robert early Friday morning, kind of before things really got rolling. And then my volunteer duties just kind of kept me out of that particular part of the building uh, running back and forth, and I never got over there again because I, and I, I saved I saved my last ten bucks of the con <laughs> to come over and buy a book, and I never got back over there. So I'll have to catch up with you at the next one and do it then. But it was nice to finally put up. Yeah, place. finally, yeah, because we've missed him so many times, and there's been so many opportunities. So we uh, we made it a point to to go yeah. find Robert and, and introduce ourselves formally in person, and 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 got to talk with him. That was that was nice. So hello, Robert. Hello, Robert. Hello, Robert. And then uh, Keith and Sarah decided they needed to get up a, a couple well, more autographs. Yeah, Ming-Na Wen was only there on Saturday. So right. I was worried about running out of time that she was going to leave before this con ended. So as soon as we got that one with Robert, we went over there and ended up staying in line for a little bit because she was off doing a photo ops. And luckily, we didn't have to wait too long, maybe 20 minutes. No, I think it was, was it even 20? Yeah. Exactly. It just, yeah. it, which was, that was the cool thing is because I got in line with you guys because this is one that I would want, and I'm I'm not shy to say that I don't collect a lot of uh, autographs because I don't like to pay a lot of money for autographs. I, I'm not going to go on that tirade again. I've talked about that on the shows in the past, but um, my cap is usually forty bucks. That's about the I paid forty five, I think, for John Berman, but um, and forty is usually my cap. Well, what was? Billy D was he f- more than forty? Billy D was forty. We thought was he was going to be fifty. And oh, he ended okay, up being forty. 40 yeah. okay. So forty is about my cap for paying for somebody's signature. But I wasn't going to do this because, well, I am a huge Agents of Shield fan, huge. But it was just it was one of those things where I just you know I, I've spent my money for the day. I got Caitlin's and uh, I had spent my money for the day, and so I thought, am hey, I? And so I I joined Keith and Sarah in line because I just to hang with you guys and yeah. talk. And, and so we did and we waited. She was doing, and the, the cool thing was though, as we were waiting there, you kept, you saw all the other autograph tables closing down. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was getting out and there was nobody, they were all leaving. <laughs> we got in line for Ming-Na and I was going to go get Caitlin afterwards. Cause I hadn't made it over there yet. And we saw her. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily I had gotten mine earlier in the afternoon. I, I did the same Luckily, thing. Luckily I could still go on Sunday. Yeah, I waited until after our panel to go get yeah. it. So I could go thank her again for doing the panel with us. But as we were sitting there, then Agent May comes out of the <laughs> – you were supposed to help me there, Keith. No, Ming sorry, no, I didn't know. comes out of the, the photo area, and she comes and she winds back around, and she's she just comes over and she says, I'm so sorry, guys. Thank you so much for waiting. I know you guys are sticking it out. And, you know, and by this time, the con's you know, running, running to a close. She's the only autograph person <laughs> there left, which you know, it's Saturday. But she just came over. She was really personal, really kind and genuine, and thankful for us being there. And it was that it was at that moment that I went, "I'm buying your autograph," because it was such a nice moment that she connected with the fans. And she said, "You know, everybody here gets a button because we, we were the last group. We were the last group. You're getting the buttons." And so I thought, you know what? That's that's what I appreciate from a celebrity. I don't like when a celebrity just goes up there and becomes a machine and starts signing, you know, and this is just another thing. Here you go. Thanks. Move along. When they connect with the fans, when they have that personability, that's that extra 
edge for me to say, you know what, you're worth it to me to do this. And so yeah. I said, yep. I, from there, I said, I'm getting my autograph. <laughs> Not to mention now, it's, I think it's really cool if I had like a wall of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, <laughs> so, so now you can just the rest do, of the start, cast can do an MCU wall. The rest, yeah, that's true. The rest of the cast <laughs> you can didn't thank get to Agent Booker, May. Did you? I didn't. Uh, well, I didn't get or J. August. Well, they or were all... Hundreds of dollars. Now <laughs> I didn't even get Karen's autograph because she's at sixty right now. So, um, but you know, I we we deliberated on that one for a little bit, and then just decided. Well, the, the photo that we got is of both Amy's together, yeah. and since Caitlin was only twenty, I reworked the math in my head and just kind of equalized what I would <laughs> pay. And it was like that makes them both forty that way. They're all yeah. forty. That's how I look at it. <laughs> I, the way I look at Karen, and, and, and God bless her, and she's a big star now, and, and I'm glad that she is, but the way I look at Karen is she's connected to Doctor Who, and I think you know, 20 years down the line, when she's not the big name she is now, she's going to be at a Doctor Who convention. She's going to be 40 bucks. So <laughs> I'll get her eventually. I'm playing the long game. You're playing, playing the, the long, long game. game. <laughs> so, but, 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 Agent May, she was, <laughs> she was just, it, there was something connected. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. Well, and I feel like I've been saying this. She also was very down to earth. She was. Uh, she was. And, and that's, this is, I've watched interviews with her and like uh, Nerd HQ at San Diego. I saw a panel she did with there. So personable, so friendly, so very humble about everything she's done. I mean, and she's, she's done a Mulan, lot. And she was, yeah. See, I didn't know that until this weekend. I'm surprised there were no Mulan pictures. Yeah, unless they were all surprised. sold out. Yeah, I was a little surprised. So got that, and that was that was pretty cool. Got to yeah. chat with her for a couple minutes. I mean, not we were still moving through there pretty quick because I'm, I'm sure she was ready to be done. Oh, yeah, she was. <laughs> it was she the was tired, the... but she didn't act it. That was what was cool too. Yeah. Is you couldn't tell that she was like. Oh, and she was going to film the next day. I think. Yeah, she had commitment the following day. So then, Saturday was good. We knocked out the rest of our autographs, with the exception of Stephen Mill and Caitlin Blackwood, um, which we're you know going to do for Sunday. Cause she'd already left. Caitlin had on Saturday, and Mill wasn't going to be there. Mill wasn't going to be there till Sunday. Sunday, so we knocked out the rest of ours, and um, um, just every, all of the celebrities that I interacted with this weekend were very pleasant, very personable, yeah. very friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there wasn't a well, I'll pick on Eric Roberts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, we, we didn't have one of those this no. year, so that was it was really cool. Now we all went to dinner on Saturday night, yeah, and it's Sunday. Let's talk a little quickly about Sunday. We're running along. Uh, you go ahead. Sunday, um, Mel's back in the dressing room again. I had a couple of uh, uh, lighter responsibilities, and then I was on call, um, and I dropped the ball on one of them. Because we started off, we were like, we're going to go get in line. We're going to camp out. We got here early. We're going to wait for Stephen Amell. Because that's kind of the one autograph that we know that everybody in the building is going to want on Sunday. We're yeah. going to get ours first and, and see if we can get out of there. So we wound up being number three in line. And uh, he showed up and kind of peeked out from behind the curtain and saw that his, his the stretch for his line went out and down. And the autograph alley for, for the celebrities is, is 2,500 row. And you said Not it went, dollars. Yeah, no, 20, 20, <laughs> row, row twenty five hundred. And you said that the Stephen Mel line, by the time you when you checked, it had stretched all the way down to fourteen hundred. Yeah, aisle fourteen hundred. This is a and that, huge... that was that was when it initially set up, and then they later wrapped it around the, behind and snaked it behind the autograph or the, the celebrity row. The picture that 
Keith Post Online doesn't do it justice no, unless because you've you can't. been to the convention yeah. and you know where he was when he was taking that There's a huge building well, and a huge even, line. I think you can still find the program with the map. If you just go look at that, you can get a, an idea. But he, he kind of, you know, he, he came out and, you know, scratch here and he put his bag down and he kind of leaned and looked at how far back this line went. And he kind of grimaced just a little bit. And then he turned to his, his handler and he says, I really hope we have time to get everybody in. So it's like right off the bat, he's concerned about making sure that he right. has yeah. enough commitment time to do this. And so they started and he's still personable. He's still friendly. He signed and, you know, he's got a beautiful signature. Beautiful, big, bold, you know. Didn't leave any room on the photo for anybody else. But that's okay. It was, it was pretty. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, I suspect that maybe some of the people at the end of the line didn't get that. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to go back to work to, you know, Monday and he's we'll not going to be, able, no, be able to shoot an arrow. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I can't do it. My hands were. Because he was catching a red eye out to Vancouver to go film. Well, yeah. And not only that. Um, he caught a red eye in. He, he had caught a red eye in because they made him work Saturday. So he caught. He, well, he was at he was at a Paley Fest well, it's, event. It, it, was, it, was it was Paley was. Fest, but it was a promotional thing that Warner sent him to. Yeah, so it was working. It, it was him and everybody else. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It was. He wasn't. That's why Barman couldn't be there. Yeah, he, he was at the same thing. He was. Um, but then he, he caught the red eye in the Kansas City and apparently missed his flight out. He was supposed to fly oh, out really? at four thirty, and he stayed late to make sure that everybody oh. got an autograph. Okay, I had to pay for Steve Mills. <laughs> and then, I mean, keep in mind, I think he was forty-two. He was fifty. 40. Oh, he was fifty. Okay. Keep in mind that it's still considering. Yeah, I mean, because you know, you're there Saturday, but you've got this amount of time. You've got at least an hour set aside for your panel. You've got at least you know probably an hour set aside for photo ops with you, more and than then that, you and Robbie, yeah. and you know all this kind of stuff. And the rest of the time is signing autographs. And he stayed late to make sure that he could get as many That's people cool. in as, as as he could. So that's that was just pretty amazing. Yeah, I was able to, uh, well, I did the photo op stuff, and then I was able to escort him to his panel, and I overheard them talking on the elevator, escalator, uh, that they estimated between, with all the photo ops, he did about 700 photo ops. Wow. Which is impressive. And he was still very friendly. I didn't get a chance to chat with him a much. Really, they didn't even need me to escort him. I just felt like I should. Because <laughs> he, had an, he had a bit of an entourage. He had an entourage. He had an agent and several other uh, people from the con. And uh, that big burly guy that came in with Amy <laughs> was with him pretty much the whole time. So he didn't need me, but I went along anyways. Uh, and Oh, I would have too. Yeah. <laughs> sat in on his panel, got some spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't go there. <laughs> no, for me because I'm not oh, caught up. Oh, okay. He oh. was he was very good You're about. Not up, I'm not caught right. up. I did start back up though. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, but he was very good about avoiding spoilers, hinting at what's coming, but not giving any spoilers away. Cool. Uh, and then he even after the panel, most people won't. Most most celebrities aren't as willing to stop after a panel and say hi to fans and. There was three or four people behind backstage that he wound up talking with for a little bit. Oh, and neat. Signed the girl's cast and took a selfie with one person and a couple other people uh, he ended up taking selfies with that uh, I think uh, the audiovisual guy's name again. Victor. Victor's uh, family friend. He introduced her to him. And so he was still very friendly and talked with everybody. And That's cool. Then we got him back upstairs and he went back to work. 
I was I was I felt pretty fortunate because there was a lot of a lot of shows going on this weekend that I'm not in the know on, so I was really trying to be careful about. I don't need to know. I don't need to know. I don't need to know. <laughs> and and they asked me uh, at one point in time on Sunday. They said, "Can you go in and, and we're, we're we're down a room monitor for uh, Scott Wilson from The Walking Dead? Can you go sit in and just make sure that they're doing okay? Because it's in the grand ballroom. And it's a huge room, and we only have one person at the moment." And I was like, "Yeah, no problem." So I went in there. <sighs> <laughs> I know everybody that dies. <laughs> I'm only up to season three. <laughs> and I can tell you who's not going to be around <laughs> for the next two well, seasons. Well, do you even need to watch now? Yeah, that's just kind of, that's, well, at least you don't want to get attached. And was, I walked in the room and I checked in with the other guys. Like, is everything going? He's, yeah. I said, okay, I'm going to station myself over here and we'll just keep teaching. Let me know if you, okay. And the first thing. So when 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 you're all getting you know it's The Walking Dead you're all going to die at some point is it kind of like a uh, you know a fun lottery like you're taking bets to see who's going to get bumped off this week or is it a terrible cloud hanging over you that nobody wants to leave <laughs> and he proceeded to explain this terrible cloud and each time it happened and to whom it happened I'm like oh, oh. <laughs> Threw that one right out the window. But <laughs> see, I was only spoiled on one death in Arrow. <laughs> I know which one you're talking about too. We still have three episodes to go before uh, at the end of season one. Oh, okay, we didn't get nearly as caught up as we were hoping. Then you're not anywhere time. close to the death. He's no, no, no. But um, yeah, no, he he was great. And um, what was the other? Oh, we 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 see, go ahead. Uh, we knocked out. Uh, we went and got Caitlin's autograph. And uh, thanked her again for being part of her panel and everything like that. And I, I asked her, I said, is this your mom? I've kind of seen her, you know, hovering around. She goes, yeah. So I, I went back. And I said, well, I'm going to talk to her real quick. And she was back behind the table. And I leaned in and I said, Mama Pond? And she looked up. <laughs> <laughs> Big smile on her face. And I told her, I said, we just wanted to thank you, you know, A, for coming, you know, for bringing Caitlin, for being part of, you know, the insanity that was our panel and, and, and being good sports about all that. And we're so appreciative. And she went off. About how great this con was, about how friendly the people were, about how great the volunteer staff was, about how much fun they had, that they have been to a couple and didn't like the ones in England. I've and heard that she about was, the ones she in England, England, actually. Too. She wasn't sure she was going to do too many more, and that this one kind of turned her around and said, maybe, you know, there's something to this. Yeah, cool. So. Good. Just, you know, Kansas City, you made a good impression on Mama Yay. Pond. So <laughs> there was that. And then we uh, we changed shirts and went and snuck over in a carrier always line so that we could get uh, that photo corrected and uh, walked in. And it's a shirt that says, as you wish on it, but it's Buttercup pushing Wesley down the hill. So he's in all these weird contortionist poses. As it and it out. says, as, as you, you wish, wish <laughs> down the hill. Which I think down is really the hill. Cool. And he saw it and his face lit up. He goes, oh, that is a cool shirt. And he comes at me with a Sharpie. And I'm like, no, 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 we didn't pay for the autographs. We just, you know, we, we've already met you and everything. We just wanted to get the photo redone. He goes, I don't care. Make it taught. So I had to tighten up the shirt. And he signed. <laughs> so thanks, Carrie. Always, I can't wear my shirt now. Because <laughs> it's got to hang on the wall now. I'm sure you're not that sad about it. <laughs> I'm not that sad about it. Mel Mel was like, you Two know. carry autographs. So, um, you know, got that photo done. And then, yeah. You've got one more story in you. I don't think you've touched on the uh, I, I should mention the I should mention real quick, since we're on Kerry, I did get to sit on in his panel. The most most of it, I I was sitting talking to my sister, and I think his panel was at four, maybe it was three. I can't remember. Anyway, whatever time it was, I was talking to my sister because they were there. And we're sitting there talking, and then I, it, it occurred to me. 
what time it was, and I went, <gasps> and I was nowhere near the grand ballroom, <laughs> so I was like, it's at least a fifteen minute walk. No, it's not that far, but yes, it so, is. <laughs> well, coming Nearly. out of those panels, it is because well, there's the so crowd. many people. Yeah, but there was there wasn't a crowd, so. Plus, I'm going upstream to anybody that's trickling out there. Kirk so. was telling people, you need to pick up your celebrity at about 10 minutes, too. And I said, 15. <laughs> <laughs> so I hurried down there and got probably about 35 minutes of his panel in. So and it, it was quite fun. He's real. He's real. Uh, did you guys go to that? I one? did, I did yeah. I, he, He's real personal, too. He, he'd get up and it, it, whenever somebody would have a question or something that kind of like – you could tell he liked. He said, "Oh, you get a hug," and he come down and he'd hug. <laughs> so, and he, he'd come down and sit on the sta- side of the stage when they were kids that were asking questions, and he'd be right there, real attentive to them. And they asked their questions, and he'd give them his answers. And it's funny because I think at least three kids asked him what his favorite part of filming was, <laughs> and so he kept going. Well, again, it was when I, you know, so, but he was really cool about it. So that was quite of an enjoy, quite an enjoyable panel as well. Sorry, go ahead. You're going to make me tell the snafu story. Well, you, so. you've already referenced it, so you've I, got I, to follow I, up. I, well, I was hoping that that would be We don't do that. We leave either. those spots hanging so we can do a clip show later. No, because I haven't heard the story. I oh. want to hear the story. <laughs> um, after, after that, Mel had a little bit of time before her thing, and so we went over and got caught up on the artist side of the building. Uh, I met up with Sarah, and, and I'm standing there, and all of a sudden I look down and I realize that I was supposed to be escorting Robbie and Mel to the Grand Ballroom. Ten minutes ago. <laughs> so I was like, bye. So and his panel ran. was starting. When his, yeah, his realized. panel was, was, was starting. And by the time I got from Artist Alley back over to the other side of the building, fighting through the crowd, because Sunday has a pretty good crowd too. And yes, it's 11.10 now. And I walk up and there's a couple of volunteers and nobody at the table, you know. And I was like, please tell me that I didn't abandon him and that somebody got him to this panel. Okay. <laughs> I was supposed to escort him, and I feel so bad. And they looked at me and says, oh, no, dude. He says, we, he came out when Stephen came out, and he signed autographs for about 10 minutes and then decided, you know, I got some other things I've got to – so he didn't have much of a line. He says, can I go and do this, and then we'll just go to the panel. And I'm like, yeah, sure. So somebody else was already there, and they got him taken care of and, and got him escorted. And was like, oh, thank God. Oh, so Robbie Amell, until he hears this – had no idea that you meant. He had no idea that I missed the summit. <laughs> and so I went and uh, – Now know, we know so. I, I, like the next thing that we did was we found Kirk – and I walked up to him and I held my hand out and he grabbed it and kissed my hand and says, happy birthday. I was like, no, you're supposed to slap me. <laughs> so he slaps me on the wrist. And he says, what for? I said, I abandoned a guest. <laughs> and he went from that. <gasps> and then I explained the rest of it too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Probably gave him a mild heart attack <laughs> unnecessarily. No, you're good. So. <laughs> Mel, meanwhile, was fighting with a... <laughs> mechanical problem and back in the one of the dressing rooms the room next to it was the uh, they had a couple of big industrial ice makers somebody had taken the thing out that stops it from making ice and so she's been fighting with people all day trying to keep this portion of the hallway clear and they kept parking carts and golf carts and different things like this and he goes well just uh, i'll move the cart but just so you know there's water on the floor be careful and she looks down and there's this not a little bit of water not like a puddle but like this stream of water coming across the thing what is the, the, so they call security. Security says, no, you need to call facilities. So they call facilities. Facilities comes down. Somebody had taken the thing off the ice maker, so it was continuing to make ice in two big industrial ice makers. It pushed the doors open, and all of this ice, which is now knee-deep <laughs> in the room, is <laughs> 
cascading out. They couldn't get into the room. It was pushed up. So they finally, they got the big burly guy, and he shoved the door open, and ice is scattering out, and it had been sitting there piled up against the door, melting, and now it was melting. (laughs) (laughs) So she got to be the hero there and, you know, coordinate efforts to get that all cleaned up before J. August Richards got off of his back. I'm like, what is the deal with this? So she had a lot of fun stories from backstage. She loved doing that. So quickly, quick wrap up of uh, the convention overall. What do you guys think? It was wonderful. I think this was one of the best years. I think it's felt really organized. We say that every year, but it keeps improving. It does. And they, they, not that they have very many flaws in the first place, but they always learn from things that they could do better. They always learn things they can do better year after year, and they continue to improve this. And I, I just kudos go out to the Planet Comic Con crew and all of them. Um, not just Super <laughs> Kirk and Super Kelly, who are wonderful in the capacity that they serve, but just everybody. It, just, yeah. it seems like they put on a really good con. And I think a few well, years they, back, I, I maybe was a little disparaged, but it's just they've uh, they're mounds and mounds better every year. Well, and, I, I don't know if it's true, but just from the way the con was laid out this year, I kind of got the impression that Chris went to a wizard world con and saw how they had things laid out and kind of took a cue from that. And he's probably learning as he goes because every the, year. the queue line to get in was far improved from previous years. The lot, they put tape on the floor snaking for autographs like wizard world did. They just did a lot of those little things that help streamline everything. Well, right. I saw parts of Bartle Hall this year that I have never seen before <laughs> oh, yeah. because they opened so much of it up. And there's so. still room to expand. Yeah. Well, they, they, they will be. They've already yeah. said they're going to take off the rest of the building. So okay. we'll, they'll have the whole thing. And that's the one thing that I, I you know, there's a, there's a little bit of fear there that, you know, because that's exploded so big, so fast, that, that from where we were at, at, you know, the Kansas City Convention Center down in, uh, you know, uh, Overland Park to Bartle Hall, the size that it is now. I mean, that's an amazing international convention, international convention center. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and it's such a huge leap forward that you almost worry that, ah, I'd be outgrown, you know, are you yeah. too big for your britches already? But like you said, they, they managed to keep adapting and, and yeah. you know, fixing the little and tweaking. Well, and, and I think and they're also making better. a smart move for next year. While it's a bit unfortunate for us, it's going to May. Yes. Which is it is gr- May next year? It's May next oh, year. Oh, I didn't realize that. 20th oh, to I, the 22nd. I saw 20th to the 22nd. I didn't yeah. see May. May 20th so unfortunately, to 22nd, that means 2016. We won't be able to do anything on Friday right. because sweeps is still going on. But – which that I'm, means I'm down fine th- with. I didn't. I, I really missed not going Sunday. Which for the listeners, I had intended to go Sunday, and uh, we just had personal stuff come up. Holly had some school stuff, so I had to stay because I had the kids. But and Caitlin had stuff that she had to do, so didn't make it back Sunday. But I, I Friday, you know, again, I'm 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 abnormal when it comes to conventions, yeah. though. I, two days is good for me, and so I never miss Friday. But if I wasn't there Saturday and Sunday, Sunday I really missed. So see, and I really like I really like Friday because it's so much quieter. What would you say? Twentieth to the twenty second. Twenty second. May twentieth through the twenty second. Not even late enough to be after no, the Labor Day. I, I, I even checked to see if it was. I checked it as soon as I found out if it was in sweeps. Because sweeps actually start in, in late April and go till late May. Yeah. Um, which quite. is smart for and the it convention hit any graduations. and <laughs> there's no basketball. Yeah, NCAA yeah, they've basketball. They've got to get off the NCAA weekend. Which, because that's at least for the next several years, is still downtown Kansas City right. at the Sprint Center, which is partially why parking is such a nightmare. Yep. And so that's that's just moving the dates is going to make it huge. Um, Leaps and bounds and improvement. Next well, year. and this same weekend is also NACACON, which is a small. Was it this weekend? It's, it's the same yeah, weekend. I, 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 I normally last two years. Yeah, 
Um, so, um, get, kind of getting away from that, I think, is going to open up. Which, I mean, Nakakon's a, a pure anime convention, but the fact that they can now kind of um, coexist without overlapping well, you, each other. You, obviously, you're going to pull some guests yeah. from both arenas, yeah. and yeah. so those people were stuck in the dilemma of which one am I going to this right. year. So. You, Although, you're going to be able to feed that now. It'll be interesting to see if they're going to wind up competing with uh, Wizard World St. Louis. Because that's pretty much the same well, weekend this year. So if they'd set it the same weekend next year, it'd be going on the same time. You noticed, although this is nine hours away, but Indianapolis Comic Con was this weekend as well. Yeah. So they were already competing probably guest-wise. Well, and there were and there were a couple others I saw online that cons were going on. It's yeah. I think it really was Atlanta the- this weekend. Was it Atlanta? Somewhere. I know Raleigh. Raleigh. Was in Indiana. Raleigh. That's, Raleigh. Raleigh. that's where uh, David, David Tennant, Tennant was. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So, but yeah, other than, other than guests, I don't think there's anything locally commitment-wise that will be messing up next year. Yeah. Although it's not my birthday. No, it's not. It's going to be weird. It's going to be really weird to not celebrate 70,000 of our friends coming although down. Although we can shop pretty early now. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of waiting until the weekend of... We, Mel went back to that guy, and he had another Flash Gordon. It was oh, made in Clytus. Ooh. So she bought me that one, so I have a companion piece now for the one so that you guys got me. explain what I bought you for your birthday. There's a, a, a great artist who did um, scenes from a movie, basically, but it's almost kind of like watercolors. Oh, where uh-huh, he, where he uh-huh. would do these these little images, and it's, a, I don't know, like a three-by-five, maybe. Maybe it's bigger than that, uh, but they had a really... Uh, it's three-by-five size. It's, it's probably... It's uh, like this. It's, oh, that's like... It's, it's like three-by-eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so so it's, it's a strip, five, five by it's eight. It's a triangle. Five yeah. by eight, maybe, because it's a little taller. Maybe four by eight. Four by eight. I don't know. It's, 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 pretty it's, it's probably four if it's about that. Yeah. yeah it's pretty it's, it's, it's like that. Three by eight would be. And, uh, yeah. Pretty thin. Yeah. But, There's uh, a mat on narrow. it, too. So. It's uh, the scene from Flash Gordon where Dale has run up and, and embraces Flash in the middle of the, the Hawkman city, and Brian Blessed is standing there, his full tan behind her, and it's got a lot of <laughs> in the background. And oh, it's, it's, cool. Did you bring it? I didn't bring it. It's oh. already hanging up, actually, in the oh, bathroom. Okay. So. Well, I'll see So it. next week. We next see it next week, week, you'll yeah. see it. But, uh, so they got me that for my birthday, because it was like, ooh. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That sounds really cool. So yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do that. I'm going to at Comic-Con on my birthday next <laughs> year. <so. laughs> All right, well, if you're listening still, and keep listening, because stick around, we're going to have the... Uh, uh, Caitlin Blackwood panel that she said on with us on in on with us next. So uh, hang around, but and thank you to all of our new listeners. If yes. you join, if you found us at the con and are joining us for the first time, welcome. This is kind of what it's like. <laughs> so <laughs> stick around. We didn't tangent as much as no, week, we so didn't. You expect that with first this week. is kind of what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, but that's also, gonna do it. Uh, thank you very much to Kirk and Kelly for letting us be so heavily involved as we are. I, yes. don't, I don't think we can thank you guys enough. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely true. And uh, thank you to everybody who came by our booth and signed our, our, our guest book. Thank you to Lisa for suggesting the guest book. That was a great idea that we we implemented immediately. Um, and here, uh, hang on. Thank you, everybody. All right, <laughs> that works. <laughs> for our part this week. Until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. as he travels the vortex and landed at Planet Comic Con. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. And I'm Caitlin. Welcome, Caitlin Blackwood. Caitlin, how are you finding Kansas City so far? Good, very good. And what have you done since you got here? Now, I know you, you did the, the con yesterday. And you've been meeting fans today as well. Have you done anything up leading up to uh, coming out here tonight? Oh, I have. While I've been in Kansas City, I have been to the Power and Light District. (laughs) 
Um, and I've been to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> you got Walmarts in Scotland, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Walmart experience like? Amazing, absolutely amazing. In, the, in Inverness, we have stuff. We have Asda, which is kind of, kind of like Walmart. Um, but when we were in Walmart, we saw... I know, we had, saw food and clothes and guns. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like that in Scotland. Well, let's talk a little bit about you and uh, your experience. Now, I'm sure the majority of people here are Doctor Who fans, right? <laughs> that's, that's where they congregate. Um, and you came to Doctor Who at a very early age. You were nine, is that correct? Nine years old, yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit, how did you land the role of what you can consider Matt Smith, the 11th Doctor's first companion right here, <laughs> Amelia Pond? Uh, well, Karen Gillan, my older cousin, uh, had said to the producers, she said, well, I have a younger cousin who looks a lot like me. So they said, oh, well, bring her in and we'll auditioner for the part of Amelia Pond uh, and I went through the audition and the callback and then they casted me for the part of Amelia Pond. So did you know Karen pretty well before you got the, the part? Uh, well I never met her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we, I grew up in Northern Ireland and Karen grew up in Scotland and then when I moved to Scotland at the age of six Karen had gone off to London to study acting so we just never met each other and uh, the first time we actually met was on the set of Doctor Who. So are you given any guidance on how to play her as a young character uh, or did you set the groundwork for Karen? I set the groundwork for That's Karen. <laughs> That's a good answer. Now, when you were in the role, you played alongside Matt Smith and then later got to play alongside Karen in, in one of the later episodes. What was it like, first of all, working with Matt? Working with Matt was amazing. He's, he's just so much fun. It's like on a really stressful day and you, you've been up long hours and stuff like that. He's like full of energy and it's just it's really nice to be around I've heard he's a really fun guy. Oh, he's, he's like... a fun guy. <laughs> and he, 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 clearly he works very well with kids, too, because you were really young. And this was your first acting job, right? Yeah. You hadn't done anything yeah, before this? No. So, so what's that like coming in? Were you a little intimidated? A little at first, but then it kind of got easier as it went along. Were you a fan of the show beforehand? I mean, were you like, oh, it's Doctor Who, I'm going to go be on Doctor Who? Or was it just, oh, they want me to act? Um. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to be a fan as long as you are now. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I had watched it a few times. I was aware of Doctor Who, but I wasn't a fan before I started acting. And now you're a fan. I'm right? now okay. I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah, they might start throwing things if you. <laughs> um, and then now since your role on Doctor Who. What's that been like and what, what's your experience has been since you've been off the series? Uh, well, after the series, I got into conventions. I didn't even know conventions existed. Um, and I got into conventions and I started meeting lots of fans and 
I'm not, uh, occasionally I've been stopped and says, oh my gosh, you're Amelia Pond. So that's, that's pretty unreal that people actually recognize me as well. Um, a lot of, I don't know, like a lot of people come up to me and they start shaking and crying and I'm like, oh, it's all right. My friends, my friends can't believe it. They've been, I've been with them when I've been stopped and they're like, you're just Caitlin Blackwood. I don't, I don't even know why people stop you. And I'm like, neither do I. <laughs> but yeah, after Doctor Who, it just, everyone seemed to like stop me and ask me about it. And did, did your schoolmates didn't treat you any different though, did oh, they? Oh, no, no, no. They, they treated me the same. <laughs> Which is probably a good thing. Too. It is a good thing, yeah. Have you always wanted to act? Or is it just something you kind of stumbled into? Acting, I never wanted to do acting, ever. Uh, but when I was younger, I wanted to be a vet for a very long time. Uh, not now, though. But no, it was just something that I stumbled into. Good thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's paid off, certainly. Yeah. Do you like it enough to continue? I mean, is this like, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do this? I'm not sure yet. Right now, like, I really want to do... My older sister right now is in university, and she's, like, living the life in Edinburgh. She's got her own flat, and she has loads of friends, and she's just living the life, you know? And I think that's something I would want to do one day, is just, you know, like, go to a big city and have a nice, cute flat like she does, and, you know, go to university, and that's something that I'm really interested in doing as well. Now, you have some other projects that you've been working on, though, right? You mm -hmm. did, uh, well, you're doing, you'll be seen, uh, hopefully, in a uh, guest appearance on, a, on another show called Comps and Monsters. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I know it hasn't aired yet, but that's coming up. Yeah, right now I'm working on Comps and Monsters. It's a web series, um, and in it I'll be playing, they're not too sure yet, they're, I'll either be playing a werewolf or a vampire, so... I think I'd be pretty good at both those roles, but... Are you, are you pulling for one versus the other? I'm hoping vampire, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, but after that, I'm hopefully going to be filming a movie as well called Journey Bound, and that should be coming out right about the end of this year or start of next year. I read a little bit about that. Are you playing a younger version of a character in that as well? Did I understand that right? I think so. I haven't really got the script yet. I'm just waiting for that to come in, but I think that's what's happening, yeah. Good. One of our listeners wrote in and wanted to know if you were given the opportunity, if Stephen Moffat called you and said, we're actually going to send Peter Capaldi back and meet an older version of Amy, but still in between where we met you originally at age nine and, and where Karen's at, would you come back and say, yeah, I'll, I'll do that? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah, it would be good to go back to Doctor Who again and do it all again. Have you watched any of the new series with Peter? Not yet. Not I don't yet. know. I don't know if I can watch it without Matt in it, to be honest. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people like that. No, I think there's a certain number of people like that, not a lot of people. Not me, don't judge. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I'm sure there's people in the audience that want to ask you some questions, too. Did you guys have anything else before we turn the audience loose? I've got one more from uh, another listener from Brittany. She wants to know, what was your favorite scene that you were in? And uh, we've already kind of answered, is it fun working with Matt? I can't imagine it not being fun yeah. working with Matt. What was your favorite scene? My favorite scene was probably Fish Fingers and Custard. <laughs> um, 
it was just it was so funny having to watch Matt eat fish fingers and custard, which is pretty disgusting, I I can imagine. Um, and I just kept messing up my lines or you know, doing something wrong just so he'd have to keep eating it over and over again. <laughs> As you do. It's funny, we just watched that last night. We do a Friday Night Who, where we, uh, we go through and watch them. We just watched 11th Hour, knowing that you were going to be here. And I'm watching that scene, and you've got this greatest look on your face of, this guy's bonkers. <laughs> He's just nuts. And how much of that was having to act? Or was it that just, Matt's just bonkers? Yeah, Matt is just bonkers. <laughs> No, he's good. He's good. Should we open up the floor for questions? I said we've got a couple microphones. I think there's microphones here on over here. Side. I think they're working. If you want to go to the mics and that works really well for me because I'm deaf. So if you could get into the mic and maybe cue up if you want. I use cue. That's that's a British thing. You're, you're so. Oh, not just British. That's Scottish too, right? <laughs> cue. You guys talk a bit. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to be exclusive. Hello? Oh, it's not on. It's not on. I'll just say it loudly. Hello? Hi. Oh, there oh. she is. Hi. Um, I didn't really have a question. I just wanted to apologize about the guns at Walmart. So it's, That's America for you. So, sorry. Hello. I'm kind of short, so bear with me. Um, You'll have to speak up a little bit because we, right. we can't hear you real well. Cool. I got this. I got this. Okay. I can also shout. I have a projection. Oh, yeah, that works. Oh, yeah, All right, either so, way. Um, what, was it, what was it like, like seeing your face on TV for the first time? Um, seeing my face on TV, I wouldn't watch it, neither would Karen. The first time the 11th hour aired, my family held a massive party and um, all my cousins came around and it, it came on TV and me and Karen were sitting behind the couch, hiding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just too embarrassed to watch, I think. but. I don't know, my family always replay it over and over again. They have it all taped on our TV, so they watch it, and then I'm just like, oh, no, goodness. <laughs> Is that one on? Um, I think it's on. Um, did you ever try the fish fingers and custard? Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for me. <laughs> who, who here has tried fish fingers and custard, show of hands? We've done it on the podcast. It's actually not disgusting. Oh. It's not great. But it's, it's not, not great. <laughs> and everybody knows I think that's the equivalent of fish sticks, we call it here. So, yeah. Yeah. What was your first impression when you first got to the Doctor Who set? Uh, my first impression, I thought, oh, goodness, this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, you could just tell when you went in, there was like, Lots of bits lying around that you could play with. <laughs> when, when you initially came on, did you know that, have any idea that you'd come back? No, it was uh, one night I was just sitting watching TV when I got an email through saying, we'd like to have you back. And I just I can remember screaming. I'm like, ah, yes. <laughs> did you meet Stephen Moffat? I have met him, yes. Yeah, what's he like? What's he's... He's, he's a nice guy. He's really nice. Um, I didn't talk to him for very long, I don't know. Yeah, he's lovely. Over here. Um, what was your favorite memory of working on Doctor Who? Oh, there's so many. Um, I remember one night when we were filming, and we'd been filming for hours and hours, and uh, we were filming the scene where Amelia was sleeping on her suitcase, and the Doctor 
picked her up and uh, put her to her bed and yeah, Matt, when Matt bent down to pick me up, he split his trousers. <laughs> it, was, it was so funny and I can remember the costume staff just saying, oh my goodness, <laughs> it was hilarious. Did he just play it off, or is he, was he... Because I can't imagine Matt's too humble of a guy. I mean, he seems, he seems very genuine and friendly, but I can imagine he, he might enjoy that, too, and think that was a little funny. Yeah, he was laughing <laughs> a lot. Should we go over here? When, you got, when Karen, like, offered you up for the role to play, like, little Amy, and they, like, contacted you, what was your first thought? Did you think, what, or were you, like, jumping the chance? I didn't know it was going to be as big when I first when I first started so I just kind of my family thought it was unreal cuz someone would ask me like uh, if I was excited I'd be like yeah sure all right um because I didn't know I was going to it was going to be like this but yeah I imagine 9 year old you probably had no idea that yeah, this could be a thing Yeah at 9 years old I never knew anything about any of this Was it funner in the 11th hour to be like the sweet little Amy or when the scary, or when you're being the scary alien at the end? Scary Amy. <laughs> I sort of, I, th- I think that kind of shows your acting chops even at a long, young age because at the beginning you're playing a nine-year-old girl. At the end of this, you're playing this scary prisoner zero, this, yeah. you know, it, version of him. And so, I mean, you really kind of put something into that. So does it, is it nice to have kind of a different... Because you almost kind of play two roles in that aspect. It, it was nice. It was nice to be sweet and innocent. But I think I'm more of a villain. <laughs> so wait a minute. You're telling me you're more like Prisoner Zero than you are Amelia Pond? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What was your favorite thing about like working on Doctor Who, and what was your favorite part about Matt? Um, I think my favorite part about Matt was just of how nice he was and how funny he was, and it was just like really nice after working really long hours. It was nice to chill out for a bit and in between the breaks and just like have a little bit of fun. And he was, you know, he was always up for having a laugh as well. Um, my favorite, my the whole experience of Doctor Who was my favorite part. Just, you know, all of it was amazing. One was of my it hanging out with things. Karen, Matt, and Arthur, and the pan, and the pan, the Big Bang. Uh, that they, the three of them seemed to have so much fun together. Did they include you in a lot of that? Yeah, it was just crazy working with them. They were constantly breaking something, or... Wait, 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 wait. They were breaking something, like, stuff on the set? I'm pretty sure Karen once broke the sonic screwdriver. (laughs) Um, And one of the Daleks as well, I think. Yeah. What was, like, your first reaction to meeting Matt and realizing how crazy he was? Um, my first reaction, I just kind of thought, oh my goodness. You probably didn't think he was great at all. You probably thought, wow, who's this lanky goofball? Yeah, (laughs) I guess. I was just so young at the time, I didn't 
I didn't know that, you know, adults were so crazy. <laughs> He's not really an adult though, is he? How about over here? Um, so my name is Abby Gail Morrell, um, and I have a question for you. My question is, what was your favorite episode that you watched? My favorite episode that I watched? You can say the ones with you in there. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Let's Kill Hitler. That was a good one? Yes. Um, that was my favorite. And um, good job for going to Walmart. All right, um, I'm sure you get asked this a lot, but uh, do you have a favorite doctor besides Matt Smith? David Tennant. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's cool. I've met him before and he's Scottish, so that makes him even better. <laughs> How did you feel when you first stepped foot on the stage? Um, this stage? Because you know, it's pretty impressive to be in this presence uh, with us. No, I'm just kidding. No, like, uh, when you first set on the, stepped on the set, your first scene, what were you feeling? Nervous. Very, very nervous. Um, but then I just kind of did it, and it was over. Uh, it was good. Did you ever get to go explore the TARDIS set? I did, and I broke the TARDIS, I think. <laughs> which, which part? Um, I can't remember what it was, but I pulled something, and it just came out. It sounds like the prop crew is probably glad <laughs> that there's a new cast, because yeah. you guys are breaking stuff. Um, Over here. What was one of your favorite lines that you had? One of my favorite lines? Oh... I can't even remember any of my lines right now. <laughs> That's okay. I'm sure somebody can probably cite it word for word, but the, the Santa prayer at the beginning, oh. I thought that was so cute. She's praying to Santa. Do you remember the, any of that? And Easter Bunny, that's right, yeah. I do remember that, I think. Just wishing for someone to come fix a crack in the yeah. wall. Yeah. Yeah, send a placeman or something, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Over here. Who's your favorite companion besides Amy Pond? You guys keep putting uh, caveats in there besides Amy, of course. Um, my favorite companion, Catherine Tate. Yeah, I love her. She's so cool. She's not Scottish, is she? No, she's okay. English, I think. I was making sure she didn't have a bias here. <laughs> uh, over there. Yes, do you have any advice for any young, budding actors and actresses as they think about the future for themselves? Oh, I don't know. Um, I'm not good for giving advice. <laughs> Sorry, I stumped you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, just like when I finished Doctor Who, I went into acting, but I just kept like getting turned down for a lot of stuff. But like, just keep going. Just keep doing it. Thank you. There you go. 
Over here. Um, did you ever improvise anything on the show, or did anyone else improvise something and it freaked you out? Yeah, Matt did that quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he would say something that wasn't on the script, and I'd be like, wait a minute, stop. He, he hasn't said the right lines. <laughs> that's got to be tough on somebody that's new yeah. and young, and they're li you're probably waiting for that line, and then all of a sudden, that's not what he's supposed to say. No, it was, yeah, it was really weird. Hello. Um, I was just wondering, what do you think of the genre of science fiction in general, and are there other science fiction shows that you as an, are a fan of yourself? Um, I think science fiction is really cool. I do. Um, it's really cool that it has such a big fan base as well. I used to watch a show, and it was science fiction, but... Oh, I used to watch The Sarah Jane Adventures. Oh. As a kid, I loved the Sarah Jane Adventures. But yeah, I don't watch much TV anymore, if I'm honest. Um, and then you've done a lot of cons, you said. Well, a few cons. And have, you've met other actors and actresses that have been in Doctor Who, uh, not necessarily in even the new era, but in the classic era as well. Um, have they issued you any sort of advice uh, along the lines, uh, as, especially as far as meeting fans and, and talking to fans? Uh, I don't think I've been given advice by anyone. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> did did Karen or anybody prepare you for cons before you started doing? No. Um, when I started getting into conventions, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I remember I came up for my first Q and A in London. I think it was in. Um, there's loads of people there, and I just didn't know what to say. And they were asking me questions, and I'd give like, answers like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and they'd say stuff like, oh, how was it working with, Doc, uh, with Matt Smith? And I'd be like, it was fun. And that was it. It was like a 15-minute Q&A, I think. <laughs> and they weren't very happy. So I just, I've, I, no one's really given me advice but my family have always been like, will you stop giving one-word answers, please? And I'm like, yeah, okay. So you, you must have worked on that quite a bit, because I, I was fortunate enough to have seen you over at uh, Gallifrey One in L.A. Uh, what was that, two years ago? Two, yeah. Um, and you were great at, at that con. You, you had them eating out of the palm of your hand. <laughs> they loved you there. We love her here, too, right, guys? Yeah. Are we on this side? Over here? Hi, how much influence did you have on your costume? Influence? Yeah, did you have any say in uh, what oh. went into it? Uh, not really. I didn't, because I was so new to it, I didn't know what was going on. If someone told me to do something, I'd do it, you know? Um, so, they, they were really, they're really nice. They gave me, they're not a bad costume. I like the costume they gave me. Some of the clothes they actually let me keep. Um, I kept some shoes that they gave me. Um, I think that's about it, actually. I had no say in what I could wear, unfortunately. Thank you. You weren't horrified by your outfit, though, right? I mean, it, it looked like a pretty average nine-year-old girl outfit. It wasn't too bad. It was quite comfy, actually. <laughs> Over here. Hi, Mac. Um, 
as you know, like some fans can sometimes be like really, really crazy. Like they approach you and just like just explode in tears. What was the weirdest fan experience you've ever had? Oh no, I don't know. Um, there's been so many. <laughs> I people come up to me all the time and start crying, and I I feel bad. I feel like I've made these people cry, but. Um, People crying and shaking. I'm just not used to it. I've had, actually, I was at school one day and I was just eating lunch and some girl from first year came up to me and was like, you're Amelia Pond, can I please get a photo with you? And just like in the canteen hall, I had to take a photo with her and everyone was like... <laughs> and I was like... Yay. So that's been quite weird, having to do it in school. But Was it weird going back to school after going on a TV show and then it airing? And I know yes. you said your friends didn't greet any different. Did any other classmates? Um, my friends, I know they take the mick a lot. They they find very embarrassing photos of me on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they they're good though. They're they're not jealous or anything, which is good. Uh, but I've had one experience where my a friend of mine started crying because he was so jealous I got to be on Doctor Who. And he kept saying that I had ruined his dream. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be on Doctor Who one day. Um, Back over here. Hi. Have you ever met someone as cosplayed as you? What was the question? I couldn't hear. Say again, Have I'm you sorry. ever met someone as cosplayed as you? Oh. Somebody oh. cosplaying as, yeah. as young Amy. It's a few times I've seen people cosplay as we Amelia Pond. Um, they do great jobs of it as well. They have like the suitcase and the wee red wellies as well. So. How surreal of an experience is that to just go? That's me, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. It's really surreal. Um, Over here. Hi again. Um, I know in the episode Let's Kill Hitler, um, there was the TARDIS interface and they had young Amelia Pond. Um, did they actually plan that? And if they didn't, what was, your, what was your feelings having, hey, could you come back and play a TARDIS interface as like young Amelia Pond saying you will die in 32 minutes? Uh, I think they had planned it. It was in the script and they, uh, they, they asked me to come back again. And uh, it was... It was weird. It was like, I, I felt, I was feeling sick that day as well, and um, Matt was just rolling around on the floor screaming, and I was like, you're gonna die in 32 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Over here. Hi, um, I just was wondering, you know, you say like, you, it's very surreal to be the center of attention and you seem very genuine and kind of shy at times. And I was wondering, do you like being in the center of attention or how do, how do you feel when you're kind of put in the spotlight? Um, I don't know, I've never, I've never really liked being the center of attention. Although my brothers and sisters, they're always saying, oh, Caitlin, you just love being the center of attention. I don't, I, I like, I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't think, because being an actress would mean like people give me a lot of attention. I, do, I think that's one of the reasons why I don't want to do acting when I'm older. Um, it's, really, it's really weird when people come up to you and they like know a lot about you and you're just like, 
all right, okay. Like, some people know things about me that I don't even know about myself. Um, how many freckles I have, you know? People, like, know things like that. Um, and it's quite weird being the center of attention as well. So, I don't know. If it makes you feel any better, none of these people are here for you. Oh, They're here to see thank me. thank goodness. So. <laughs> I had to ask, after you said you met David, in what situation did you meet him, and was he anywhere near as crazy as Matt? I met David in the green room of uh, a convention, and he just... He was walking past, and then he turned around and he was like, you're Amelia Pond, aren't you? And I was like, yeah. He was like, okay, cool. I was like, all right, cool. Um, and then later on that day, I actually got a photo of him. Um, he, he is a lovely man. He's so nice. Um, but I wouldn't say he's as crazy as Matt. I say Matt's just a little bit crazier. I think we're on this side again. Have you ever been scared on set before by the costumes and stuff? All the time. <laughs> um, I remember seeing the Daleks for the first time and being terrified. But uh, one time when we were doing the Big Bang, we were in the museum. That would be my phone. Um, we were in the museum and... Um, we were in the museum and they had these like penguin displays and I was terrified of them. They're like stuffed penguins. <laughs> and I was so scared of them. So yeah, that was an interesting story. But I can see a future episode of Doctor Who now. Yeah, with Attack penguins. penguins. <laughs> Be kind of cool. Uh, we're over here now. Hi, um, I was just wondering if any of the cast were um, really big pranksters, and if so, what was the funniest or the best one that was pulled? Um, I remember hearing the story that Karen and Matt had gone for lunch, uh, and Matt had hid in the, her caravan toilet. <laughs> and then when Karen went into her caravan, Matt jumped out, and he had, like, blowhorn type thing <laughs> and she had dropped all her food um, uh, so yeah over here of all the enemies on the show which was your favorite favorite enemy favorite enemy um probably I don't even know try to think my favorite enemy would probably be the Daleks. Even though they're terrifying, they're just pretty cool. There's one right over there. <laughs> Ms. Black, Beside. thank you for being here very much. Earlier you mentioned about uh, thinking about being a veterinarian, and it's an awesome career, by the way. And I was wondering, what animals do you have, and do you still think about that? I have a small dog called Bonnie, and she is like my life. <laughs> um, I have like photos of her. She falls asleep on my lap on occasions. I know, I know. Um, uh, my dad owns two rabbits and a dog as well. He's quite a big pet person. Um, 
I don't know if I would like to be a vet. I think because I love animals so much, I don't know if I'd want to hurt them ever. I know it's like making them better, but if I had to put an animal down, I'd just, I don't know, I'd cry. Over here. If you had the chance to travel in the TARDIS, where and when would you go? Oh, I don't know. Um, if I could go anywhere. Oh, no. <laughs> I'd probably go back. I don't know. There's so much I could do, and I don't know why I'd go. Go back and get some of the missing episodes of Doctor Who for yes. us. Yes. <laughs> yes, I would um, go back and do exactly that. <laughs> Over here. Yes, I was just wondering, what is your favorite aspect slash technology that is shown in Doctor Who? You know, like the TARDIS, or there's also the sonic screwdriver, some of the other random stuff that pops up, and you're like, oh, hey, that's cool. The TARDIS is pretty cool. Um, it's cool how it can go places. Um, but I think the sonic screwdriver is probably my favorite thing. Over here. <laughs> um, you're talking about fans, and I was just wondering, is there anybody that you fangirled over? Like, favorite actor, like anybody you would just completely just pee yourself in front of, probably? <laughs> I, it's happened so many times. Um, there's been, I don't know if you guys know her, but if you've watched The Hunger Games, um, yeah, the little girl Rue was at one of the conventions I was at and I just fangirled. I, I couldn't go over and speak to her. Uh, I had to get someone to come over and help me get an autograph with her because I was like too shy. But yeah, I fangirled over her. I think we're on this side now. Yeah. Amy, um, how does it feel like to date Rory, who's 2,000 years older than you? What was, I can't hear. One more time, sorry. Amy, how does it feel to date Rory that's 2,000 years older than you? I think, I think he's in character. Oh. Oh, yep, the character. Good. <laughs> <laughs> What's Arthur Darvel like? Is he a oh, nice he's, guy? He's lovely. He's really lovely. I think he was at Gallifrey last year. Was that two years ago? Yeah, last, last year. year. And like every day he wore a cat shirt. And, and, and I, I, I saw that and I thought, yeah, that really seems like him. I just, yeah. He seems like that kind of person. He yeah. commented on it at the end of the convention that he realized he had worn cat shirts. And he says, I didn't plan this. I just happened to pack and then realized everything's got cats on it. <laughs> oh, he's, he's so nice. Let's quickly talk a little bit about Karen. I mean, oh. what, what have you guys done? I mean... You, you guys meet for the first time after she recommends you. I, I imagine, just, you're not just cousins, but I imagine you became fast friends as well. Definitely, yeah. We, um... <laughs> oh, no! No! <laughs> I think there's somebody no. in here you might know. Oh, get out of here. We're not friends. You're not, not friends? You're not friends? I don't think her mic's on. <laughs> oh, come up, come, come up here, come up here, come up here real quick.
Hello? Oh my god, I'm totally like... <laughs> crush this! Oh! Okay, one second. Ladies and oh. gentlemen, Karen Gillen. Hello. Hello. I came Hello. in to see what you were saying about me. <laughs> Hi, this is exciting. <laughs> Don't really know why I've come up here. <laughs> <laughs> we're all spontaneous here. Yeah, why not? Th- thanks for coming up. Thanks for having me. Oh my god, there's a Phil Dalek. Wow. <laughs> well, I ask her about you. You tell me a little bit about Caitlin. What? Caitlin is great to work with. <laughs> it was very exciting for me to have my cousin in Doctor Who. It was really fun. Um, and she also did such a good job at making everyone fall in love with m- my character, our character. So, um, so thanks for that. You're welcome. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys get to hang out much? Besides conventions, when you're together, do you guys get to hang out much now it's back home? It's difficult because um, you're still in Scotland. I'm in Scotland. I am in Los Angeles. But um, we actually, our families, the houses are about sort of 30 seconds away from <laughs> each other. We just have to cross a field, so yep. it's easy to go up and visit when I'm home. And are you enjoying Kansas City so far? It's great. I hear you have really good barbecue here. Oh. <laughs> wow, you big barbecue fans. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll probably have to do that. At some point. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think we yeah. got a couple more minutes. Can we take a couple more questions real quick? Is that okay? Over here. Uh, Caitlin, this isn't meant to sound super like stalker-esque, but I know you played, you were nine in Doctor Who whenever you played. How old are you now? <laughs> I'm 14 now, and I'm 15 in June. What the hell? I know. I don't understand. You're still nine in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Karen's having a birthday party for you, by the way, I heard. What? <laughs> Thank you for that. Spoilers. <laughs> Over here, real quick. Um, is there anything about the set that ever was like out of place or bothered you? What was the question? One more time, real quick. Sorry. Was there anything in the Doctor Who set that was out of place or bothered you? Oh, something on the set that might have been out of place or bothered you. Bothered you? <laughs> bothered me? Um. Oh. <laughs> Did you? I don't know. How much ice cream did you eat? Did that bother you? Oh, no. I ate a lot of ice cream, and that was all <laughs> that right. That wouldn't bother you, though, I don't yeah. think. <laughs> That's a tough question. I got yeah. to ask, is it... when in, in the 11th hour, and the 11th doctor is saying, fry something, you're Scottish. Is that a little offensive, or is, it, is that just all in fun? Well, it's not offensive if it's written by a Scottish person. Oh, I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen writes it, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go over here. Out of all your um, like Comic-Con things and things that you've gone to, which one is your favorite? This one. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> over here. I'm back again. Um, <laughs> uh, it was, I was just wondering, when you two met like on the set of Doctor Who, like what was everyone like watching you wondering, oh, their family, they're meeting like right here, you've never met each other. Was that like a big thing or was it just kind of like, oh, hi? Well, actually we technically met at the read-through, at the table read for the, oh, yeah. the 11th hour. So we were sitting and it was a really weird way to meet because we were all sitting around a table and everyone was aware that it was going to be the most scrutinized piece of television anyone would make in the room. So we were like, ah! And then we were meeting for the first time, which was yeah. like a really weird way to meet, meet your cousin. <laughs> and then you started reading and it was really exciting. What, what, 
What's that like? You, do you say, they say, you know, we're, we're, we're looking for somebody to play a young version of you. Do you say, oh, I've got the perfect person? Is that how it comes about? Yeah, that's kind of exactly what, well, no, it actually started because they were doing auditions all over Scotland looking for this little girl. And they were like, we can't find her. We just can't find this girl. And I was like, oh, well, I have this cousin who looks really like me. Um, and she's about the right age and has the right accent and everything. And um, they were like, oh, my God, please, can we audition her? We really want to um, see what she's like. And then the director told me that she was the only little girl out of anyone in Scotland that put her hands on her hips in the audition and she, she was just full of attitude. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, this is perfect for the character. And I was like, yes. So, um, so that's how it came about. Did you uh, then see her performance and then have to change what you were going to do later because she yeah, did something so good? Yeah, basically molded it around her brilliant performance, essentially. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but it wasn't easy. I mean, they did put you through like three auditions, was it? Or two? Three. Three. So that, you know, they didn't just hand it to her for sure. She, like, earned it. Yeah. Uh, I forgot which side. We'll go over here. (laughs) Hi. This is a random question, but um, are you a fan of any superheroes? And if you are, which ones? Superheroes. Superheroes. Um, I don't know. Um... I like Spider-Man. I know a certain super villain that you probably could say you like. <laughs> do, you, do you even know the name of it? <laughs> Nebula. N- Nebula. Oh, Nebula. <laughs> Good answer. Thanks. Good answer. Yeah. Great choices. Good taste. <laughs> the actress that plays her, brilliant. brilliant. Over here now. Hi, I'm back again just because you two are together now. Um, <laughs> I, this question is kind of for both of you. Um, after you two met on set and sort of got to know each other better, even though you're family and you had never met, what do you do in your free time together? Like, what do you do together now? I feel like I, whenever I'm home in Scotland, I walk across the field to your house. And then I just sort of loiter for yeah. hours. <laughs> just in the dining room. <laughs> Yeah, we, have, we had a Christmas, like two Christmases ago or something, in the house. I yeah. remember just being there all day. I wouldn't go home. <laughs> Over here. Was it fun on, the, on Doctor Who? Was it like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, it was. Yep. <laughs> Um, I asked this question to Caitlin, but now that Karen's here, um, what is the weirdest fan experience you've ever had? Like, just how a fan has reacted to you? Oh, um, this isn't weird so much as it is just really cool, but I feel like I've been part of many a proposal, which is really weird, because I'm sort of this third wheel that's just there, like, congratulations. (laughs) Um, But it's also really cool, I mean, to be part of a monumental bit of someone's life. but yeah, that's, that's a weird sensation to just be present for everyone's proposals. <laughs> uh, we're on this side now. A TARDIS. Um, Caitlin, I saw something on the, on the internet that said that when you were doing the fish fingers and custard scene with Matt in the 11th hour, that Matt didn't like fish fingers and custard, so you messed up continuously, so he just ought to eat it. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> I was eating ice cream, so it was all right. (laughs) 
All right, I think we've got time for one more question. Sorry, over here. What's your favorite episode that you recorded in Doctor Who? What's your favorite episode that we watched in Doctor Who? Say again, real quick. Uh, Recorded. Like, what's your favorite episode that you played in Doctor Who? Like, which one that you... Which episode was your favorite that you were in? um, Well, for me, it was the 11th hour. It always will be. Um, Just because I think that's such a magical, special episode. And I think... Caitlin did such a good job in introducing this character. Um, and those are my favorite scenes that my character was involved in, and I wasn't in them. <laughs> so that, that was cool, though. All right, very good. Well, thank you both very much for joining us. And, uh, <laughs> Don't leave, everybody. We've got a here. surprise here. Don't leave yet. You're going to be part of history again, because we do this every time. We've got to take a selfie with the guests on stage with all you in it. Oh, that's so right. All right. We did. Y- y'all, y'all, this became a tradition in, last right? year, so real quick. Squeeze you're all in the in. background, so smile, squeeze in, okay? All right, so turn around so the audience is behind us. Keith, you're not in there. Someone's not smiling in the back. All right, we got it. Very good. Thank you very much. Karen Gillen and Caitlin Blackwood, Amy Pons. Thank you, everybody. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.